0: Welcome back to the Unmapped Podcast. On this podcast, we talk about life, upbringing, education, ideas, morals, current events, politics, passions, and more. My guest today is Tani Levitt. He's 26. He graduated from the University of Maryland with a poli-sci degree, recently left his job, and he's dealing with a whole lot, including working on his new podcast called Special Effects, about the international beatbox community. Tani, thanks for being here. Hey, good to be here, Ron. All right, so we can pour one out. We can get started. We've got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, you're the host.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. Make it a big one for yourself.
0: Yeah, so what I want to start off with is right before we started recording, we were talking about how hectic things are for you right now. Mm -hmm. So I want you to think and reminisce, when was the last time things weren't hectic at all? I know exactly. (laughs) I've been thinking about it a lot recently. There it is. Um,
1: Before I moved to New York, things were super quiet. I like... When I was at Maryland, I was accepted into, like, uh, a B.A.M.A. program. So, like, while I was finishing my undergrad, I was supposed to be working on, like, a master's degree in public policy. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was supposed to be a five-year. So, like, four year, The fourth year, you were... Cheers, brother.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, now I'm thinking the rattling of the ice might be annoying to some of the the, the viewers and listeners here. But you know what? They'll, they'll have to deal with it. Look, you got to <laughs> do what you got to do for the scotch. Right? So... I was in,
1: in College Park for an extra year, but basically, like, I left that program before before Something I graduated undergrad. Yeah. Um, long story. Funny, but not so relevant. So um, I, I had already signed a lease, so I was, like, in the D.C. area for an extra year after college. And so I ended up, like, taking – basically, I, like, took a fellowship at a, like, lobbying firm for, like, this Jewish organization, and they were the worst. And, and so after three months, I bounced. And the middle school where I used to be a student mm-hmm. was looking for, like, a Judaic studies teacher. And so, like, I just kind of took this job, like, taught five classes of seventh and eighth grade. And it was crazy and super Jewish, but, like, <laughs> super chill. And, like, I would work. I would go home. Like, I would grade And like there was a gym in the school. I would the second school was over 345. I'd go straight to the gym, work out for like an hour and a half, go home and chill, like Mm -hmm. maybe grade, but like grading is chill, honestly. Right. And that
0: was like really, really low key. And then I moved to New York and everything just really sped up. That sounds like New York. dude. New York is just that when people say New York never sleeps, like it it really is just how it is here. Like I've gone to other states, like anywhere in to be honest, anywhere in the Midwest, things are just slow. Like people, dude, when I, when they're walking, dude, talk. it's
1: it's slow. You should hear my grandpa <laughs> talk. He is a fifth generation Tennessean, mm-hmm. and I swear to God, pauses just like that in That's every like,
0: sentence. <laughs> dude, that made me uncomfortable. Just that little pause right there, I was like, is he gonna, is much is much gonna stop or is he gonna keep going? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so when you were when you were considering doing that, you said master's in public 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 policy policy. Okay, yeah. Um, that was right after college.
1: Or like where? So like, I applied to it like junior year, mm-hmm. um, when I was still pretty set on doing counterterrorism and foreign policy type stuff. Um, I was like in a a counterterrorism minor at Maryland. And that's like all my internships for that. My dad works in counterterrorism. That's why. Excuse me, the verbs that's why that's why my family lives in maryland like when when i was five we were like living in boston and then my dad got a job at fbi so like we came down to like can you you tell people that you can just tell people that he works at the fbi it's fine okay (laughs) i don't know he's doing top secret stuff i don't know (laughs) well at the time we weren't allowed to know what he was working on we just knew that it was like broadly speaking you know fighting terrorism Mm -hmm. um but like after the fact like we kind of learned more about what he was doing um, and now now he's out of government but he's like government adjacent but anyway mm-hmm. he works in counterterrorism and that was kind of what I thought I wanted to do and then so, so you want to get into co- counterterrorism just because like the, the, like your dad I, was in it it was really injured, interesting kinda... and like I like I like the writing and the analysis like that was the stuff that like really really got mm-hmm. with me like my first internship
0: Or was it? American Foreign Policy Council. And honestly, shout the fuck out to those guys. Can we swear here? (laughs) Yeah, you can. Of course. Becca asked that too. I love how polite you guys are because you ask. But uh, yeah, dude, that makes better content. Yeah. Okay, so they they were... Shout the fuck out to American Foreign Policy (laughs) uh, Council
1: because that was the best internship I ever had. They invested so much in us and just like really, like even though like we were there doing real work for them and it was really important that we did good work, they really, really invested in like us and had us learn skills and do real Mm -hmm. things. And, um, there was a reason I wanted to tell you about this. Getting into the job for family purposes or, or, or... I have no idea, <laughs> I have no idea, but shut them out. Honestly, yeah. if it was if, if for nothing, I'm glad I got a chance to shout them out. It's going to come to me
0: why I brought this up. That's fine. We'll just keep going. Well, that's, cool. I think that's, that's a, a big reason why a lot of people are leaving their like corporate type jobs and going to like startups and like independence, uh, because they want that environment. They want to actually be better as a person. Because uh, a startup environment, it has actual, you know, systems in place for you to be better in general, not just be better at just your job. Because if you go, to, you go to any, like, big corporation, the only reason you're really there is, like, you have one task, be really good at that one task, and just do that every day. Yeah, well, the
1: one, the, it stood out so much to me because, um, you know, people ask me why I left D.C. and why I left counterterrorism, and, and, and the answer is twofold. You know, I was working senior year and the summer before senior year of college, I was working at the program on extremism at George Washington University, a really great organization. And um, the big project, pretty much the only project they were working on at the time, a tremendous, tremendous project, huge, huge, took months and months, ISIS in America, Mm -hmm. mapping the presence of ISIS in America, through social media, the dark web, uh, uh, law reports, court filings, all sorts of things. And they were mapping it in one project, right? Mm -hmm. Putting it all together, organizing it. And I was working on that full-time, basically, as well as being a student. And tremendous, tremendous work. And they're also really invested in us and and trusted us to do really crucial work for the project. Mm -hmm. But I remember one day, it was like me and my, you know, the other research assistants and interns, and, like, we're just sitting there at lunch and we were, like, watching an ISIS recruitment video where they mm-hmm. were, like, literally blowing up cars. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I-, I don't want this. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I, it's, like, hard. Like, I, I get so invested in the things I do. And then, like, I would take it home. And I'd, like, be seeing, like, cars blow up at home. It's just, like, yeah. too much. But the other reason, and the reason I'm bringing all this up is because I felt like in every city there's a working culture. And that culture comes from somewhere. Like, when you're in New York, you know the working culture comes from Wall Street. It's mm-hmm. finance, right? And in D.C., that, corp- that corporate culture is from the government. It's mm-hmm. specifically from the Hill. And you and I both know, you don't have to read much of the news to know that the culture on the Hill is absolutely broken. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting and awful. And because of that, that internship at the American Foreign Policy Council stood out so much to me, because it was the complete opposite of that, where like, they were so invested in us. And even though they couldn't pay us, you know, because it was a small organization, they really paid us in life experience and work experience. Whereas like at most places in DC, I felt like the way they treated us during like applications and what me and my friends experienced as interns, it was just like, you're just a pawn. Mm-hmm. And you know, just like you were talking about, you know, off the mic, pawns are there to be sacrificed. Yeah. <laughs> and seriously, and and that's why I felt like the culture was in DC and I had to get out of there. And And I didn't know
0: what exactly was I was going to do, but I was like, this is not it. Mm-hmm. This is not it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting because I think it's changing very drastically right now. Like what you're saying, the whole pawn idea. Like I remember, there's this one line in my in my cover letter, and was uh, like my my biggest fear is that I just will end up a cog in the system. It's why I try my best to just do anything to avoid circumstances where that might happen. And I think more and more people are doing that. They're trying to get away from that. And try you know, the to be- irony though is. I like really want that for myself. Like what I want is to like find a really
1: good system and to be a cog in a really good system. Does that make sense? Like I wanna be in a place that I believe in, that is doing good work, and I don't need to be the guy there. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be, you know, face emblazoned on the logo. Mm-hmm. I don't need my name anywhere. I just wanna know that I
0: I'm participating in something real. Mm-hmm. And But I think that's the difference there is that you wanna actually have an impact. It's yeah. like you wanna be part of an organization that has an impact and even though like you like you're saying, like for, for a looser loose term, at, at cog, right? Yeah. The way I'm using, it, I think, is a little different from the way you're using it. The way I'm using it is that like you can be replaced, right? So like you don't really have as much value to them as you as as uh, as I think a person would like. In the fact that if you know you're not doing the best at your job, you're just that's it. You're, like they'll toss you out, right? I think for you, it's like you want to be a cog, but you want to actually provide value to them in the sense that like your opinion matters when you come to the to, to the table for a discussion. Like they want to hear everything that you have to say. Um, like Becca was talking about a position that she had where she was working on a show and for, for podcasting, she was producing, I think it was a full-time position. And, uh, like when she like voiced her opinion or anything, like it wasn't really, it never came to fruition. And one of the biggest reasons she ended up doing freelance post this job was that she wanted to make sure that her voice was still heard, that she actually had like, you know, something uh, to do at the position that she was at and make an impact in some sort. Um, So for you, I think for you, like, it seems as though the organization as a whole is more of the important factor and also playing a role within that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's very 2019 to me to say this, but the culture is (laughs) crucial. Yeah. No, it is. The thing is, I'm kind of sick of every single startup offering either coffee or beer on top. It's like you have to have something else. Like, it's, I mean, it's cool and all, but like, that's always their selling point.
1: Look, you know, I'm not (laughs) going to say, I'm not going to say shit about coffee or beer or iced tea or whatever other beverage in case i'm looking at you mr mike <laughs> mr camera right there yeah. if anybody sees me and likes me if they have a beverage that they want to put on tap for my podcast special effects <laughs> talk to me right i'm not i'm not on nobody right now because i'm looking for sponsors okay <laughs> so so anybody sees this let the record reflect that i do not shit on any of you yeah <laughs> If I shout on you, it means I don't want you sponsoring my pod. Oh,
0: oh. But if you do need to sponsor someone, he's there. He's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, exactly. I, I mean, with the culture changing and all that, I think uh, it's it's definitely important in the fact that I think more people are seeking that that reason and purpose of, like, being at a job and, and caring about what they do. Because I think, like, my parents have, I mean, they're, they're immigrants, sorry, they're first generation. Uh, I'm, I'm first generation born here. They have this mentality that you know all you have to do is you you go like they want it for me go to college get a good job just stay there like make money and you know have a living but i think more people are coming face to like i want what i do to have like weight and like reason and purpose behind it like not just show up to show up
1: 100 percent. i was like bugging out two weeks ago when we had a guest who kind of painted an uncertain picture about the future of podcasting Mm -hmm. and and the radio business in general And and it really bugged me out because I would really like to have a career, you know, in some sort of storytelling, be it audio or written. It's not so important to me, but like this huge part of being a journalist in 2019, this podcasting business. And it's so uncertain and it's never sure where you're going to get your next job Mm -hmm. and stuff. And that's bugged me out. And Reinhardt, one of our classmates, he was like, you know, you could just get a job that you don't like and then do your other stuff on Mm -hmm. the side. And like that didn't sit well with me. Like, Why? That, that's what I had, like, this past year. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, working a job specifically because, like, they didn't have so much work for me. So, it, like, gave me the flexibility to work on my podcast, and like, my own personal stuff. But, like, betr- I still had to show up to that job, 9 to 5. Mm-hmm. And I was working on something. My podcast, just working on, like, being in that space was effort for mm-hmm. me. To, like, be in a place that, like, I didn't want to be in mm-hmm. was effort effort and i exerted and then i would come home and i would okay now this is my time i really want to work on my project and i'd end up working till like 11 o'clock and it's like where's
0: my life mm-hmm. you know what am i what am i just gonna go happy hour what am i you know well do, do you think a part of that that you know wanting well one is that having a job and also doing your side hustle is a security aspect of it the reason you have your job is hundred you gotta pay the bills right um so do you think that 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 sacrifice is just something that you have to do for any creator out there. I feel as though that's something that they just have to do and put up with. I don't because even know. There's no guarantee. Like this industry has no guarantee. Sure. I mean, yeah. I think I think there are, there are,
1: the industries where there are guarantees are few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at some point in in a professional career, you're going to have to just like put your head down and get your hustle on. Right. Um, and and I acknowledge that. But uh, it's, there's a difference between um, knowing that this is a thing you have to do on occasion to make your dreams come true, to make you know your living and money situation secure, and make whatever it is you need right now happen, and like just kind of accepting that
0: as your existential state of being. Mm-hmm. And I'm not about that. I'm that's it's not enough for me. But I feel as though that concept, because like I was telling you again, like before we started recording, I went to the the startup fair, right? Um, Tech Day in New York was like one of the biggest fairs in, in the U.S. And um, every person that I had talked to there, that was starting their own company, their own idea, their whatever that they were doing, um, I asked them, cause like I, I went on a whim, like I signed up yesterday, and I just wanted to see like what these people are doing, cause I want to do my own thing later on down the line. And I kept asking these people who had started these companies, like you know what was your method and how did you go about starting the process and all of them were like you just have to bootstrap for a long time which is just yeah, like sure like you're not making any money you're just putting the time in and you're you're hoping and you're betting on yourself that in you know in time that it will come to fruition here's Something the will difference
1: happen. here's the difference these people they want to do their own thing mm-hmm. i don't i don't feel that tribe like i'd be happy to do my own thing i think mm-hmm. i could do my own thing it's fun um and you know could be really cool and empowering and mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're doing right now with with our podcasts. but i think long term i don't that's not what i see, view for myself but i still feel like in order to get into this industry this podcasting industry you have to do the same thing as if you were you were doing it for yourself even if all you just want to do is work for the new york times to work for gimlet
0: mm-hmm.
1: to just be noticed like good enough to be noticed by a regular place not to to change the game not to throw a monkey wrench into the system just to like <gasps> Show up and be like, hey, I'm, I'm someone that you might you might be interested in. You know, I feel like you have to do that bootstrapping that, you know, usually one would associate with kind of moving away from the mainstream. And I feel like in the mainstream, in this industry in particular, you kind of have to do that same thing. It's just like I'm rolling my eyes for those of you who aren't watching yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Well, so it seems like, so your, your kind of methodology for creating special effects and like the podcast is more of a way to get yourself into the industry, right? So kind of like proving that you know what you're doing and you know how to do all of these, these things that go into creating a, a successful show and then use that as a way of like adding to your resume so that you can actually end up in a career doing this for someone else. Absolutely. But, but don't you think that just by the fact that you're starting your own independent show, right? Like that shows that you would prefer not like that would be the end all, like that's your inevitable goal, but you would prefer doing something on your own. No, not at all. Really? Like, I... I Before I
1: got into this fellowship, this audio podcasting fellowship at Stony Brook and shout out to Kathy and Tony and Frank, mm-hmm. these legends who really made legends. an amazing thing yeah. possible for us. Um, before I uh, applied and got into this fellowship, I probably applied to like 150 journalism jobs and mm-hmm. didn't hear back from a single one. And... And that's what I want to do. And I think all the skills that you need for a journalism job, I have them. I've done them. You know, in in think tank world, which is where my all my internships in college were and all my classwork were geared towards, all you do is research and write. And that's what journalism is: finding a story, telling a relevant story, telling it in a way that people will find engaging. All that I've done. I've written op eds before. I've written mm-hmm. long form before. I've you know done research before but without like a line that says new york times npr mm-hmm. you know something like that i don't think i'm get, i'm going to get noticed and and so it's it was really important for me to do a project right now where they can't they can't ignore mm-hmm. you know i was telling my mom the other week like the thing now that i'm getting closer and closer to launching and really all i'm doing is writing and producing the thing that i'm now most proud of is my reporting I did 31 interviews, talked to countless other people, and got like almost 25 hours of tape for a podcast that all told will be about two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And I got that all up and down the East Coast, I got people from Europe, and reporting you you can't it's you cannot say that i didn't kill that like it's impossible you you can't you can't see this you can't <laughs> you can't look at special effects and say there was someone i should i should have talked to right you want me to talk to the biggest the, the ceo of the biggest organization beatboxing organization in the world i got him right. you want me to talk to the women's world champ from this year and from 3 years ago I got her mm-hmm. you want me to talk to the reigning world champ among men I got him mm-hmm. national champs I got them <laughs> low people down I got them I got run the gamut so, and, so like, okay
0: so let me throw this hypothetical at you then right me. so you've put in so much work and so much effort into doing this show like where I have seen it like you put in a lot of a lot of time and um so let's say that you put this to market the the, the podcast is you know up in um, I was talking back about this. Hers and your show and B's show is very different from mine in the fact that like it's not just sit and talk. It's you, there's production value to it. There's a lot more production value to it in the fact that you're editing. You know, you're creating a limited series release. So let's say that you you put out. and I think you said you can do two seasons, right? Probably one for now. One for now. So let's say you put out the season and it blows up. Fuck it yeah. blows the fuck up, right? And like everyone's like, "Fuck, I love this. I want more," right? Uh, like, wouldn't you still like at that point? Would you still prefer doing uh, no I'd working. continue this immediately like okay. if, this, if
1: this blew up like this has been a, you know just a, a real you know really exciting for me obviously like it's been challenging and all this but it's been super fun and you know I am so relieved and happy to be working on a project that I'm actually passionate about mm-hmm. and you know I only got into beatboxing like a year and a half ago two years ago because my brother and but I, I really love it now and um, if I was afforded the opportunity guaranteed to work on a project that A is mine, B is on a subject that I really care about and C and most importantly, C that I already did the legwork for mm-hmm. where like, I don't have to build a brand anymore. I don't have to build an Instagram from zero followers. I don't have to, you know, convince myself that I that I can fudge mixing tape and, and, and convince myself that these people are actually going to listen to me because they have, you know, I don't have to convince myself now that Paponi, the head of the CEO of Swiss Beatbox, isn't going to answer my emails because he has. Mm-hmm. I have him on WhatsApp. You know, that's awesome. I, I don't have to worry about Kazu, the owner of humanbeatbox.com, whether or not he's going to answer my emails because God bless him, Kazu didn't answer my emails for four months, but now I have a <laughs> cell phone number, right? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I've got world champions on my cell phone. I've got, you know, just random flex boxers (laughs) flex I I know but I've also just got like people who are like really invested and I did all the legwork all that's done and and I have a platform to stand on now Where like I just have institutional knowledge and honestly connections and if you know if the money was there absolutely I'd continue this Mm -hmm. and and honestly I think that you know given the state of podcasting given the state of the beatboxing community um I think you know if somehow by the grace of God uh, this you know gets a, a decent following, I think someone
0: would want to buy it, mm-hmm. and I would be so open to that. Mm-hmm. Like so, so given your enthusiasm for wanting to, if if it takes off, right, that that hypothetical that if factor that you would jump on boat, like you jump immediately. Why is there so much like animosity towards the idea of making it your side hustle and doing something else just to sustain yourself? because deep breath it, <laughs> this past year like
1: physically and emotionally has been i mean just incredibly hard yeah um i hadn't it's so funny this is really random but i, I hadn't weighed myself in like ages i lost 10 pounds this year
0: Damn.
1: yeah yeah i know like and i'm trying to it. not not paying attention to it i mean because i'm working my ass off yeah and things that I'm not paying attention to are dinner. Mm-hmm. The things that I'm not paying attention to are making sure I'm eating healthy. The things I'm I, I like consciously chose to remove from my life to make room for this podcast was going to the gym, which mm-hmm. I love, and I love being physically active.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't have time for that. I am like I said earlier. I was working till late at night. I, you know, you know, just dealt with tremendous, tremendous amounts. Continue to deal with tremendous amounts of self doubt. And and to to do your own project, you just have to have such a life force inside of you to drive you and to keep you going. And so many times I thought, okay, mine is gone. Mm-hmm. This is going to uh, peter out, and I'm gonna have to tell all these people that I've interviewed and promise a podcast. There's not gonna be a thing. And I really don't want that again for a mm-hmm. long time. Like that pressure. Yeah. And and.
0: It's because when, when you work
1: on somebody else's podcast, I'm sorry for cutting you no, off. No, I but I go gave go him go the on. Israeli, like, give me a second. <laughs> the Israeli just like hold them a finger. Classic. All I had to do is this one, the Middle Eastern one. The, oh man, the like all yeah, the fingers yeah, yeah, together yeah. in the middle. For those of you who are who are listening and not watching, I'm sorry. These are great hand gestures. But gesticulation like, on point. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's my culture, man. But like when you're on somebody else's podcast. And you think it's a really good project. Forget podcast. You're working for somebody else's project, whatever it is. And you think it's really good. And you have a good team. And it's a good idea. And you think you have what to contribute. And you go to work at 9 o'clock and you're excited. And when you're at the the water cooler at 1030 and you're taking a break, you're not talking about the front page of the sports session. You're not talking about the news. You're talking about the project because it's exciting, right? This is mm-hmm. a really good project. Even so, at 5 o'clock, you go home. hmm and you can breathe and you can sleep easy knowing that you contributed to a good thing. Mm-hmm. When I've been working on this project. There's never an off switch. I don't sleep. Yeah, I don't sleep. Like this week, I there were three nights where like lights off 1130 and I was up at two o'clock thinking about marketing for my project. I'm so tired. Like someone mm-hmm. asked me yesterday like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You look awful. I was like, Damn. that's so harsh. That is harsh. But like, I, I was like, honestly, I'm not sleeping. I'm not sleeping, yeah. and it's because I'm like thinking about this project. And even when I'm not working on it, I'm thinking about how I should be working on it. Dear Lord, I need a break. Yeah,
0: you yeah. yeah.
1: yeah it's, but there's it's, no time. It's, it's drink to that. Cheers. <laughs> like, but there's no time when it's your
0: project. Yeah. There's no time. The time is now, and the time is to work. I know. Th- I know the feeling because at every corner, when you're working on your own thing, whatever it may be, um, it's you versus you. In the aspect of like you're always thinking it's like it's if I'm not doing it, I'm a piece of shit for not doing it. And then if you are doing it, it's like I'm not, am I doing this right? Is it worth it? Is it ever going to come to fruition? Am yeah. I just wasting my time? and am, it's- I, am I being a bad friend for working on my thing full time and every time someone asks me to go to happy hour
1: or just to play catch or play ball, like I say no because i got a podcast. I'm mm-hmm. not being a good friend. But when I'm being a good friend, it's like, well, yeah, I should be working right now. Like mm-hmm. this, you know, these contradictory thoughts that are both unreasonable. But you have that because you want these things for yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. That you versus you is a great metaphor. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the the, the big reason why I think I can really I can really <laughs> respect that taking it out slowly, make sure it doesn't go on the mic. Um, the reason I can really relate to that is that again, like I graduated from college last year. I was a math major, and I, I you know, coming from my family, was expected to, you know, do a full time job, go right into a, you know, great position, and just work. And I think your family as, wanted you to be an actuary. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred That or like uh, uh, somewhere in like banking or just anything in general those secure, right? So like the idea to them that that I'm doing something, anything independent doesn't make sense to them. Um, also because they don't really know what I'm doing. So like when they do, if this ever takes off and they find out, they're gonna be like, "Whoa, like, what the fuck were you doing this whole time? Is this is what you were doing this whole time." Because <laughs> um, I can't, I can't like really explain it to them because they'll never understand it. They don't. What if, they, what if they listen? I don't know. It's gonna be a lot of weird shit they're gonna be listening to. It's a lot of me cursing, talking about random stuff. There's an entire episode I did about just relationships, and like I come from. What if you just like like, download? What if you just download?
1: I'm switching into host mode on your podcast right here. What if you just download like this episode? Like I'm pretty sterile. Mm -hmm. Like I swear, and I get excited, but I'm pretty sterile. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I I don't have any drug stories or anything. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just like a guy who gets excited and swears about working really hard, Mm -hmm. right? So what (laughs) if you? What if you download this episode or with Becca because she's also like the sweetest person alive. Like, what if you just like download one of those episodes and like without context just play it for them and say hey this is the thing i did
0: no they still wouldn't understand it because this is the thing with them like they don't think that that anything without structure is feasible to turn into anything that that has that that has value like they they don't understand that that landscape of the economy and like i don't have any like i'm not like mad at them for this or i I don't you know you know feel like, like i never feel you know angry in any way that they have those opinions because that's like all they know they don't know that the economy right now and the way that it works is that there's a lot of independent people out there just doing things right like if i tried to explain to them what youtube money is they wouldn't like what like you just make videos you put them online and you make money they'd be like what the fuck doesn't make any sense you just fucking what are you doing drugs like what's going on here um we, I I do. We come from such different cultures, but there's
1: so much in common. Yeah. Literally, that what what you just say? What what, what are you on drugs? Yeah, it's so Jewish. <laughs> oh my God. Um, okay, so so, would 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 you want to go banking, or <laughs> economics? <laughs> economics? Oh oh, you want you want to write stories? Okay, you do drugs. You do, you do That's drugs. like literally <laughs> classic. That's literally classic. Oh my god, it's so funny the connection. It's
0: because any any deviation from what they consider the norm is just wrong, right? Even if like there is a possibility or plausibility, the thing is, the, the this is the reason why I never get like pissed off about it. It's like they just don't know, and um, I think you know that happens it's with such every generation. Perspective on your part? What? It's like an incredible perspective for you. Yeah. To have. yeah well, yeah, I I try because if I was to always try to explain what I'm doing to them, it wouldn't work out. And, and the reason I think I'm more like this today is because when I was younger. Dude, I was a horrible, I was a horrible dude. I don't know how my parents didn't like put me up for adoption. So as, as I was a teenager, I got in so much trouble. Obviously, like, I'm not going to go into it now because I doubt anyone would want to relive those things. But I got in a lot of trouble. And I realized like the, the worst thing to do is is just argue with them about it. It's I have to somehow ex- exemplify that I'm doing the right thing and show them that value Um, like this this year. So this was I don't, I don't know where we started this train, but I think it was talking about being an independent. Mm-hmm. Um, So like I was, you know, I also work as a personal trainer. And to them, that was like, that didn't make sense. But that was the only way I could balance all the things that I wanted to do. And this is going back to what Reinhardt was saying with like the side hustle and a job is um, trying to strike that balance between everything. You love being a personal trainer. Like you like being physical and fit. Yes, but I don't love the job technically. Because because the fact that the job and like monetizing that effort is very different from actually just loving helping people. Um, because it turns into a business and uh, when you turn it into a business, it's, I still get to help people, but at the end of the day, my paycheck is, it has to be business first. It has to be like, can I get this many people to work with me? Can I get them to do this many sessions? And like when I'm actually working them, with them, yeah, it's great. But you know, the process before that, so I can actually get that, that paycheck, it sucks. I don't like it. It's just not like, it's just not my thing. And, um, but the reason I, I gotten this job is to be able to strike that balance between everything. Um, so like personal training, it's not that nine to five. Like I get to make my schedule so that I get to balance the fellowship. I get to like come in on a Thursday at 1 PM and like know that I'm free. Um, so there's like the big reason why I chose that career path, but they, my parents would never understand that because they don't know what I'm doing here. Totally. I, uh, I, you know, being
1: fun employed now. Fun employed. Absolutely. When you, when you don't have a full-time job, you cannot go around. It's very sad to say you don't have a job. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sad to say you're in between things. Say you're fun employed. Do yourself a favor and do the people you're talking to a favor because they know how to respond to fun employed. When you say, "Oh, you know, I'm in between things," they're like, "Am I supposed to feel bad for this person? Am I, am I, am I supposed to feel sad? Should I give them encouragement? Should I put them in touch with my uncle who's looking to hire, even though it's not really... No, 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 none of that bullshit. Say you're fun employed. Make it easier for everybody. Yeah. And, and and it's easier to hold your hold your back straight, and hold your head high when you say you're fun employed. So I'm fun employed right now because I left my job to you know until my podcast is released. That's my hustle. That's mm-hmm. it. And um. I basically took Wednesday off to, to see a friend mm-hmm. and that's something you can do when you're fun employed and work in, you know, a job where you decide your schedule. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah, you know, yeah It's it not for me full time, but like every once in a while, it's nice to just say, you know what, I'm going to work on the podcast from six to 11 tonight and during the day when it's really nice outside, I'm going to go see a friend.
0: Yeah, so, so this is, so with the, the training industry where you get to make your own schedule, there's a lot of people that work with me as trainers who used to work full time jobs. Uh, someone who recently started was an accountant full time. Someone used to work at uh, um, J.P. Morgan. Used to do like mergers and acquisitions. Sounds she like left their job. Real bumps. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they all quit their jobs. Uh, but but like oh, so many of them, man, they were just like, yeah, I hated just showing up, the effort and the energy that I put for something that I disliked. And at some point, they just quit and they left and they started doing something else, which was which was training and making your own schedule. So that's why, like, I, I can never. Fathom the idea of working on a schedule that I didn't want, which is why I think the sacrifice sometimes becomes worth it when things take off and you can finally get some balance. Because even with even with training, like some of the trainers who start off very early on, like they work every day, like all day, because they're in at random hours. Like they'll have a session in the morning, session in the evening, session at night, and they're just coming like they're going in and out. Like I did that for a while too, and then eventually, I I was able to to strike a balance where I I was working with enough people. And was making enough income where it's like, hey, I want to do these times, and I can't make other times work. And I was able to, de- like, it was, it, I was able to find a balance. And there's a lot of other trainers that I've seen too. It's, it took like a year of just sacrifice, of just like grinding, and then eventually after that year, and ironically, I just use grinding, which is part of the tag of the show. Um, tell them, uh, that, tell them that tagline, self promote right now no, on no. your <laughs> own show, on your own show. The thing is, I've never actually said the 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 the. the Description that I Say use that in class. Right Say that shit right here. I don't think I have it memorized. It's it's, uh, well, it's uh, your tagline. It is grinding. No, it's it's ha- ha- <laughs> just grinding on
1: people, <laughs> grinding on the street, grinding pieces <laughs> of metal together
0: on map podcast. All about grinding. All about grinding. All uh, about grinding. Download
1: like 15 versions of Grinder
0: on your phone. <laughs> Good. Hey shoot. Apple, download Grinder. Do your friends ever do that to you? Just no. go like, Hey Siri, or, or uh, Hey Google. I just say, hey, Apple. I just fucking mix both of them and did it completely wrong. You just but. fucked
1: so many kids' phones. They're yeah. playing it out
0: loud on their phone. And, and they're like, oh, no.
1: Now my phone is going to download crap right <laughs> Oh, man.
0: That would That'd be so or, funny. Or it could be great. It could be a new new escape for some people. Or who the hell cares? That's hilarious that that just happened. Okay, yeah. moving on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, the, tr- the trainers that who start and they put in all that time in the very beginning. It's like a year where it sucks. But then eventually... Things like slow down. They're able to find a balance. They're able to move things around and really have a schedule that they can work with and and keep it consistent. Um, But that's why I think a lot of the the work ethic I've gotten for like, you have to sacrifice in the beginning is from that, is that to create your own independent business or your own independent venture of any sorts, you have to sacrifice in the beginning because you have to prove yourself. No matter what industry you're in, even if it's a career, even if it's your own thing, like you have to prove yourself somehow. And that's like the work aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. I mean like I said you don't need to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out here
1: I showed you what's in my backpack. Literally it's like a pair of boxers, a pair of clean socks, advertising promotional materials for my Let's podcast work. and like my hard drive or one of two, one of two copies of my hard drive, which has like literally my entire life's career's work in there, yeah. like all in one backpack. And I just carry this backpack and like my whole life's in there and it's fine. If I lose it, it's not a big deal. <laughs> like
0: my laptop's in there. It's fine. You should definitely pack that up on the cloud somewhere in some form of well, cloud. I've got, I've
1: got two different hard drives, one in each state. One stays with me at all times and one just sits at my parents' house. Okay. And yeah, like on know. a regular basis, I back them up. Um, but like who can afford the cloud? Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're independent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, Dude, um,
1: where the hell am I gonna be able to afford to store twenty three hours worth of beatboxing?
0: I think I think our Sony Work Drive actually has like hundred gigabytes. You should definitely check that.
1: Well, it might be too late. Well, like I mean, no, it's yeah. two weeks from the edge, <laughs> yeah. So,
0: um, but
1: twenty three hours of of like wave files, not mm-hmm. even like not even like MP2s. You know, mm-hmm. like like ridiculous yeah, yeah. tiny little nothing. No, these are wave files, like really quality audio. I, I like that's gigabytes of data. Like I so I've got these five hundred gigabyte um hard drives and they can handle it but i can't afford mm-hmm. you know i can barely afford these promotional fires ten dollars at staples mm-hmm. shout out to staples if you That's want to sponsor decision. the special effects or our <laughs> Matt podcast you know where to find us you know Dude, i haven't
0: here. even gotten sponsored yet hopefully they'll sponsor both of us at the same staples.
1: time <laughs> i'm here for you
0: and so is Imran. <laughs> we're here we got our podcast up and running you don't need to do the analytics we're doing great yeah uh, <laughs> um so you made that decision to leave your job buddy but it's been a couple months now barely enough so 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 long 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 story short
1: i was uh working at this job for a while and didn't have a job like i didn't have much work at this job and so i was working it meanwhile i got engaged then i at the basically at the exact same time i broke off my wedding and and i found out from my job that they wanted to switch me to a brand new spot in the organization where i was going to have like The work I thought I was going to have when I was hired, Mm -hmm. like right now when I needed the free time at work the most to like really get my podcast off the ground. And between those two things, I was like, okay, I'm leaving New York. I'm quitting this job. I'm spending the next four months in my parents' house and where rent and food is free. God bless my parents, like really literally, literally, literally. If I had enough words to thank my parents, I'd be dead mm-hmm. for spending that time thanking them. Yeah, but um, feel the same. Um, and, you know, just working on this uh, full time. So I only quit my job, what's today? May 2nd. Mm-hmm. Sheer Basian's birthday. If Shira, if you're listening to this, happy birthday. Um, <laughs> no way. We haven't spoken in ages. But, uh, <laughs> um, but it's May 2nd. I left my job, like, my wedding was supposed to be March 31st. So, like, I left my job, like, then like i think april 1st i left my job mm-hmm. so like it's been like a month yeah no time no okay. time at all so, uh,
0: okay never mind yeah it's only been it's, it's only been that one month yeah you can like cut out all that garbage that i just spewed. you could just say yeah it's only been a month no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well this is the thing we don't do editing on the unmet i know i know it's crazy it's uh well tony G always like i told you I, mean, I talked to Beck about this in the last one too like the the, the difference between a narrative yeah there's more production value but that paragraph that you just went into i feel like that's more important than the fucking the rant the, you like, the like what goes on simmons, in your head even simmons edits this shit who bill simmons oh yeah well yeah i know but i don't know i i don't like editing i don't know there's something about it i just don't like i actually got really into editing i i was two days ago yesterday i forget already all the
1: days i don't sleep so all the days seem like the same day and and because i don't have structure in my day like every day just feels like the same mm-hmm. i go up to the office, get work done, go down, I need to change the scenery, go to the den, sit on the couch, work, more work, go on the porch, more work. Anyway, uh, one of the days recently, I was like doing an edit and like it was sick and I freaked out. I like mixed these like three different disparate things. It sounds seamless. It sounds like literally I recorded all at once Mm -hmm. and I freaked out like you don't
0: like that. I okay so it's cool to me. But one, there's so much time involved in it. Yes. which is again really difficult for the side hustle aspect of it and two i like this form a lot more like long form in general for me it's because probably because like all the podcasts i listen to are this format and i just i, I like them more and i jo- enjoy them more and the art form of it to to me is just more intriguing like i listened to um logic was on h the h3 podcast oh yeah right so he was on there i listened to that first it's right? a logic story on special effects if anybody yeah. with logic <laughs> True story. <laughs> I'll have links to everything. We'll do we'll do a full shout-out at the very
1: end. Um, yeah. so, so I should stop self-promoting, or should I just keep making mistakes No, no, right I, here? just
0: shoot them in every once in a while, and then we'll do a big one at the end. I'm such a clown. I'm sorry I'm That's bringing fine. such clownship onto your podcast. That's what we need clowns. here. Uh, so, so Logic was on the, the H3 podcast, and the H3 podcast is long form, right? So they sit down, they talk for an hour and a half. He tells all the stories about his mom. You know, being biracial, because he always talks about that. Uh, you know, all the different things that went into his upbringing and his career. You know, he lived like 20 minutes from me. Really? Shout out Gaithersburg. Shout out to 301. Where, where is that? Maryland. Like, Man, right, right north
1: of D.C. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. Um, But I listened to that, and I got his story, and it was like seamless, like that hour and a half, like or it was two hours or whatever it was. Went by like it was nothing. And then Logic, on the same week, was also on How I Build This with Guy mm-hmm. Raz. Really, and that that yeah, which is weird because I was like, he didn't build. He te- technically he built something, but it wasn't like a business, and it just said like a logic, like that was his brand, and I was like, this isn't really the same thing. But but whatever. Um, that be- that being aside, that show was very edited, right? So it was NPR style yeah, yeah, yeah. sound effects, you know, Guy Raz narrating in between, and I heard everything that Logic had said already on the H three podcast. He basically regurgitated everything on on this podcast, right? Which obviously that happens when you're on a lot of different media forms. But with the editing, I was like, this is such a shittier story with. um two. This is such a shittier story with all the edits and everything Lung in between. The water first. uh yeah. We just yeah, drink, just it. drink it. Yeah. There you go. Now I have ice. People are going to hear the ice. There you go. Well, you can
1: hear that nice little pour. While you're <laughs> chewing, I'll tell a story. So when I was <laughs> in college, when I was in college at Maryland, I'm, I'm an Orthodox Jew. And there's a tradition among Orthodox Jews to have this thing called a kiddish club. Mm-hmm. Kiddish is like basically like a communal dessert after services on Shabbat. And like kiddish club is like a douchey exclusive version where like traditionally men, but like generally speaking people um, will disappear in the middle of the service and like drink whiskey. Um, and in many communities, it's like a scourge because like the rabbi gets annoyed because like people are disappearing during the service. And sometimes it's even during the rabbi's speech, and that's super obnoxious. <laughs> so at Maryland, what we would do is like after services, like during the regular kiddush, we would have kiddush club on the side.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was kiddush club president. And kiddush club, all you did was uh, we would make the blessing over over the whiskey the, to sanctify the day, the Shabbat. And then we had two rules. Only the Triscuits as a chaser for the shot, and every shot comes with uh, a short, uh, short little idea from this week's tour portion, mm-hmm. right? And we would have a handle of eh, whiskey, okay, and then a bottle of something nice, <laughs> and occasionally some food. Always triscuits. And I was Kiddush Club president for a year, and so this, this pouring the whiskey, making sure we're facilitating the bottle nicely throughout an hour or so during conversation. This is very normal to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kiddush Club was legendary, man. They have at the end of the year. I'm completely hijacking this because Kiddush Club is worth talking mm. about. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> At the end of the year, like two weeks before the end of the, the second semester, the spring semester, they have Kiddish Club Luncheon, which is just a shit show where it's like everything to the nth degree. Everyone's hammered. And they tr- pass down the Kiddush Club presidency from the two people who are this year to the two people who will be next, next year. My brother... He's a freshman at Maryland this year. Shout out, Yona. And he, he, side note, he's the one who got me into beatboxing. So really, none of this would be possible without him. So really shout out to him. But he came up to me last night, literally last night, and says to me, Kiddush Club Luncheon is on this Shabbat. How do I not die? And and, and it's relevant that he asked me because literally my freshman year, I got so drunk, I called my parents crying on Saturday night. I was such a mess. Damn. It was brutal. I was like sitting in the middle of the Hillel vomiting into a trash can for like hours. Damn. Legendary. Dude. Everyone has a memory like that. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I said to him, look, the 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 place where people get lost is like, it's a meal. So like, you make the blessing on the drink at the very beginning and then like, they, they go wash their hands and then do the blessing over the bread and then the food comes out. Mm-hmm. And the mistake people make is to drink before food. Mm-hmm. I said, Yona, Empty stomach. One shot before food. Mm-hmm. And when the food comes out, Pretend that you are eating until you have eaten like half a plate. Mm-hmm. Then you can take a second shot. And obviously, pregame with Gatorade and water and all that mm-hmm. stuff, and like really make sure. But like the only way you're going to last through the three hours of mess is if you wait and pace yourself. And he was like, I don't know if I could do I said, listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> if Third anybody voice. gives you shit, tell them that a former Kish Club president who appointed the people, who appointed the people, who appointed the people who are graduating now, okay, <laughs> told me, this is how you do. Anyway, I, 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 I'm I very comfortable pouring the whiskey. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah.
0: important to give a shout out to Kish Club because uh, – you know, that was that was part of my leadership experience. And also, it's a great story. Yeah. Well, I mean, people over time, I think like freshman in college versus senior in college, like, you learn the differences between how to drink smart and how to drink dumb. Like just drink water. And it's like so many people don't drink water in between because they're like, oh, my like ego, like their ego is just like, I can't like, what am I? what am I? I'm here to like not get fucked up. And then they just get dehydrated. And it's the end of the game a lot quicker. Um, I, I find and Kish outside in May, mm-hmm. so like if you're not drinking water, like even if without the whiskey, you you get <clears> kind of thirsty. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting that that I think so Christian like in Christianity in the church there's wine. So it's you're just saying whiskey is pretty common, or, yeah. Right. So the one thing, the one big reason why I think like my parents and a lot of people who come from like the Muslim like background are very. Not that they're not open to ideas, but like a little bit more restricted and like they don't understand perspective as much is because they don't do any form of substances, right? So, I think so. This is this is all right. It's so like, wait up, <laughs> let me let me finish this argument
1: here. We've literally gone like so far off the rails. We're in a different zip code from the trend. Go that's on, fine.
0: that's how we go. So, the reason why I think that that is important is because when you're you know, you're drinking, smoking, doing whatever it may be you're in a different state of consciousness, which in a lot of ways is a different perspective, right? So exploring different states of consciousness, in my opinion, is so important because you learn one more about yourself. You turn off filters here or there and you learn different aspects of your brain. You know what's funny? Neither of my parents
1: drink. Really? Like almost ever. My parents have literally, both of them never smoked a single thing. Like my parents, like, they certainly weren't encouraging it, but like Mm -hmm. they've been very chill. And I don't know like what I did to get so Mm -hmm. lucky, but like, I literally took the, this is my dad's bottle I just took it from him <laughs> damn shout out to your dad <laughs> yeah shout out to Matt
0: <laughs> oh man that's funny so um but yeah I think I think the reason why I think certain substances they're, they're important is that one humans love being in different states of mind right now you're just analyzing your scotch you're just like damn <laughs> right So, like being in a different state of mind though, like, you think differently right like if you're, if you're just way chill. Yeah. So and everyone has a different different thing that they enjoy, right? So a lot yeah, of people, dude, I
1: can see it right now. Only like a small, dimly lit light, really deep couch where like you sink in and like your legs are slightly <laughs> above your waist, like your knees are above your waist because you're so deep in this couch. Like a beanbag like, almost? Not quite a beanbag, but that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. We got like bony ver at like four out of eleven on the volume and just You're like
0: a whole mood here. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: I am sending a mood and there's just a bowl going around. And it's like eleven thirty and there's pizza in the oven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's one of those vibes, man. Yeah, it is. And um I swear to God, like thirteen of your listeners just pause this thing. They're like, Where's my bowl? Where's yeah. my bowl? Where's the pizza? <laughs> I hope
0: so. I hope so. So this is this is actually the first time I'm gonna mention it on the podcast. Um Right so I'm an advocate of cannabis and I like saying cannabis because me and my friends prefer it. It just sounds less harsh. I think a lot of people <laughs> when they say like weed or marijuana it just sounds like a drug and it sounds bad but like dude it's it's legal in and so many states. Drugs are bad, are bad yeah. man. Dude Nixon, you got us. You got us with that. Um but there there are so many um so casual what? Nixon. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know well, I mean, the 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 campaign that he had was against right him no, you're, and and, you're not you're and not wrong. You're um, not wrong. I'm just saying it was, Ni- it was very casual the way you just slipped that in there, like fucking yeah, Nixon. No, well, I mean, listen, was, there's reasons, right? There's reasons, but um, was it? Uh, they they were the first to to bring it to the home. Uh, was it Nancy? I'm, if I'm, I'm not Nixon, um, no, I was Reagan. I'm sorry, Right? I meant Reagan, not Nixon. Um, uh, Nancy, Nancy uh, Reagan was the one that brought the the war on drugs to home. Uh, too, on TV and talking about how bad it is and they got to keep your kids away from it. And that really, you know, brought it to the heart. Um, Yeah, but if it weren't for Nancy Reagan, your parents would still be not down with you to smoke. Well, I mean, my parents would never be down with anything either way. Because again, the, the, the that's just culturally and religiously why. But uh, there's so much stigma to talking about it. But I think that's opened up a lot just in like the last 10 years. And this is the first time I've mentioned it. Because dude, even on my walk here, I saw a big billboard, giant billboard for weed maps. And they're like in 2018. What is Weed Maps? Um, I think uh, it just shows you like where different locations are for, for dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it was saying how in 2018, uh, over a billion dollars of tax revenue was from from cannabis. Holy right? Hell. It's insane. I mean, there's a giant market for it. People love it, and um, it's better than half the prescription drugs that we're using. Yeah, that, that's that. That's what I'm saying. Is is that there's so many things out there that people can take and do, and it's it's so much worse. Right? So that's why this, this is actually the first time I'm mentioning it, but. There are people with different mindsets and different personalities that prefer different substances, right? So there's a mood for, like the mood you said, for for smoking. There's a mood for drinking, right? So this is a mood like we're hanging out, we're talking, we're drinking, right? That's mood. It is vibe. It is vibe. It's different. And I think that the importance of, one, is that it's a social aspect of it because a lot of those things are you do it with people. So being in a different mindset with other people is a very integral part of being a person. And for me,
1: it um, is often like, one of the times when I feel most connected religiously, mm-hmm. like I consider myself—I'm you know, going to use a Jewish word—a very from Jew. From, from? is like from. F R U M. Okay, it's like I did not even know if it's a real word in Yiddish, let mm-hmm.
0: alone in English. But from basically means like observant follows the mm-hmm. follows Jewish law. So what's uh, the what's the difference between from and I, I think Hasidic Jew? A lot of people say from
1: is from is not a real thing. Okay, from, from is like like a slang word almost, like okay, a gotcha. Jewish slang. Like Hasidic is like, okay, if you're Hasidic, it means that... Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Right? Right, man. You know, um, if you're Hasidic, like that's that's a thing. Like you can trace your religious... uh your religious identity back to the 1600s and the Baal Shem Like, that's that's a thing. From just means, like, you're observant. Mm -hmm. And, like, for a lot of people, that means, like, orthodox. But for me, that just means that whatever type of Jewish or, honestly, any sort of religious you are, you are, like, connected and regularly participating. Mm -hmm. That's a personal thing. Uh, I know most people don't use the word from like that. But, like, for me, part of my religious experience is, like, just chilling with some friends, like, having some alcohol Mm -hmm. like singing some Jewish songs sharing a word or two about whatever is relevant like in the calendar Mm -hmm. or in in the Torah portion and like that just like a lot I feel like a lot of times like being religious is very uh cumbersome and Mm -hmm. like burdening like is a like a weight on your shoulders and when it's just like being chill and like remembering like being religious is like just part of who you are Mm -hmm. like that's really cool and 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 a huge part of that existence for me is, you know, not every time. In fact, most of the time, not like this, but like sometimes with alcohol. And mm-hmm. I just think that's like really connected in my head, especially with whiskey. Yeah. Well, honest. I
0: think, I think a big part of religion and why religion entices so many people and why I think it's a great thing. Like I'm not a religious person, but I still believe in religion as a concept. Um, because I, like I've gone to like, like on Fridays we have uh, Juma prayer, uh, which is like a very, so I
1: Juma, of course. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. And, um, I go, you know, every once in a while, if I remember the time, I always go, I take my brother with me. And my brother is even less religious than me because he's 14 and he's angsty, right? So he doesn't want to do shit. And he was never, like, when I was younger, Can I you was... Can not use that word, taram? <laughs> Dude, I feel like so many more people should use the in word har- haram. haram yeah. It's such a good word. Yeah, it is. It's just like it's just the evil, the wrongdoing. Um, but it's not. it doesn't sound as, like, heavy. Um, no, But also, it's just like... Yeah, it comes with that like that disappointment. Down, like, yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The disappointment is exactly where I was looking yeah. for. Uh, so like I take them, I take them to Friday prayers, and when I go to Friday prayers, like I'm like I, I, I'm I'm more I'd say on the lines of like agnostic, where I'm, like not sure. I know that's like a cop out, and a lot of people get like, oh, like you just fucking you don't want to commit to anything, whatever. But when I go, I think one of the biggest values you get from going to something of that sort is the people around you everyone's there for the same reason. Everyone has the same mentality. A lot of them have similar backgrounds and all of them are there with this same kind of feeling, right? So like there's one feeling that I get when everyone's praying is like no one knows like what's going on. Like like they're just like, you know, there's there's this, this just like unknowing of being human, right? Like you think, it, the thing is this, this is going to be very meta. Is that you think about space, you think about all the things that's going on in the world, you think about our history, you think like just everything, right? It's fucking weird. We're joking, man. No, I was yeah, it's just fucking weird being a person, right? So I think when you're in that environment, you're with more people who are like, we also don't know, right? And this could fucking tie this right back to the podcast. It's like there's so many people what a host. What a host. (laughs) Wow, the godless. There's there's so many people who don't know. And I think there's a an affirmation and you can feel more confident in not knowing if you know that there's other people in that same scenario that you don't have to be the only one in the boat alone because when you're in a boat alone it's way scarier than if you're you know in a boat with a bunch of people and you're all drowning. <laughs> I mean the the nice th- that's one of the best things about this class honestly is each of us being around
1: everyone is else is doing, doing it. our first project, our first thing. A lot of us have never done real audio editing before. Certainly most of us have not done marketing on the scale that we need to for this project before fundraise or um, you know, just go up to random people, shake their hand and say, you know, will you be a guest on my podcast? Mm-hmm. Go up to other people, shake their hand and say, will you listen to my podcast? Mm-hmm. Give me feedback. You know, all this stuff, so many firsts and difficult firsts. It's not, it's not like the first time you change from like boxers to boxer briefs. Like that's a first. And then there's like putting yourself yeah, out Dude, boxer briefs are so much better Dude, just I so, go back and forth you, get, and you just forth. get so Trauma much support we've got briefs on today no, I'm always um, boxer briefs I can't I, can't I go chetzi, chetzi. <laughs> no, that's half and half that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's Hebrew that's is half and half in Hebrew and like these words just flow <laughs> out of my mouth anyway like you know the, the, there's a decision to make you know boxer briefs for boxers but mm-hmm. the decision to say no I'm gonna put myself out there and say I'm working on this thing can mm-hmm. you help me I'm working on this thing will you do it mm-hmm. with me you know to, to be doing that by yourself is stressful. You know, soon after I came to New York, I wasn't really thinking about the podcasting thing. I was really just thinking about sports journalism, which I still think a lot about. Um, and without anybody and without any suggestions, I just I bought a ticket to Florida, to Orlando, and I went to MLB Baseball's winter meetings. Mm-hmm. The winter meetings are interesting because um, there are very few players there it's basically like a media orgy and like a lot of front office types are there, but the front office types never make any appearances. They like, everybody gets a suite in the same hotel and Mm -hmm. they just text each other. Um, exactly. But like as a, and on the side of everything else, they have a job fair for people who want to work in baseball. And it's basically Mm -hmm. minor league teams hiring people. And so nominally I was part of that, but like I was just saluting myself out to all these, these uh, media folks. Mm -hmm. And, I had no one to just sit at the bar with and say, wow, how's this going for you? How's this going for me? It was stressful. I found myself sitting by myself a lot. And like I was going up to these people who I've been reading or watching on TV literally for 10 years of my life. Mm -hmm. People who I worship. Ken Rosenthal, Greg Amsinger. I mean like these people who like literally are a part of my life even though they don't know me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say, please help me, you know, be better at this so I can do eventually what you do. Mm-hmm. And to do that by myself was just beyond anxious and stressful and incredibly rewarding when, when they they took the time to speak with me. And I'm incredibly thankful for that. But, um, to be able to do that with other people in this, in this forum, it's a game changer. And, you know, like I, I really feel you know close with you and some of my other classmates and like, and it's just a game changer to be, you know, each of us
0: are working on our own project, but we're not allowed. Mm-hmm. You have support yeah. in some form or way. You have someone there to bounce an idea off of or bounce, you know, just conversation off of and kind of empty the mind. Because it's if you let your mind and this is uh, this kind of goes back in the you versus you thing that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. If you're in your mind constantly, there's no one to tell you where you should stop because you can just keep going. And um, nothing's ever perfect. Exactly, exactly. But you know, in your mind, you just you just needs to be perfect. This is my baby. Exactly. This is my life. Exactly. They're gonna judge me on this. It needs to be perfect. Perfect doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. And um, so I have I have a a friend who moved to Kansas City. I I talked to you about him before. Mm -hmm. Um, and he he moved out there for baseball. He does analytics for the Kansas City Royals, and um, he's there alone, right? And I remember talking to him like a couple of weeks ago, and he was just like. I could tell he was like lower. Like he's always working. He's always just like on the job. He's always, he's doing coding and it's rough. It's a, it's a difficult job because analytics and baseball, you, you, you would know it's like, no one really respects that yet. It's not really as you know fruitful as it should be. Well, it depends be. on the organization. It depends, yeah, that's true. But the smaller scale organizations don't really budget much for it. And, um, it's, at least in his, his, uh, kind of situation, it's him and one other person. That's really it. And, um, like I was talking to him and I could feel like he was just lower energy. But he, like I, I would feel the same way. Like I always think like he's out there alone. Like yeah, like I talked to him. Two people is not enough of a team. Well, that's that's one. And and just more than that is like he, you know, he goes to work, and then he goes to his apartment, and then like he goes to the gym. It's just him though. Yeah. It's just him the whole time. Who like, are you gonna have pizza with. Yeah, exact, exact, dude. You gotta ha- like sitting down having pizza and just like shooting the shit with someone, like that is such a load off the mind because you're not thinking about anything other than that conversation at that very moment, and it's like. You, you don't have to
1: deal with all the bullshit by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, when I was working in this, this nonprofit job while concurrently, while I was doing the podcast, one of the nice things is one of my best friends, my office was in FIDI downtown in the financial district. For those of you who thankfully good for you are not New York people who know FIDI. Um, and, and we would get lunch and he was dealing with just the insanity of investment banking mm-hmm. And I was dealing with a job where I wasn't respected and where it wasn't what I wanted to do. And the both of us, we would, like, get pizza once a week. And, like, you won't believe what Paul did. Mm-hmm. That was always, always. He would be like, fuck Paul. Yay. And and I would hear what he said. And you know what I would say? was fuck Paul. Mm-hmm. Like, I hear him. I would hear him. I would be like, yeah, dude, that Team dude's, fuck Paul. That dude's a dick. We yeah, all, yeah. everybody who knows this guy says fuck Paul. We, we all... Fuck Paul. And like to anybody else's name, Paul, I'm sure you're a good guy. But this Paul, mm-mm. And if this is you, Paul, you know who you are. But you know he would say, fuck Paul. And I would say, Yo, you won't believe. Literally, I identified a huge problem in my organization mm-hmm. and then presented a solution. They said, we don't have time for this right now. Mm-hmm. i save the millions. Raise millions. And I was working at a nonprofit. These millions would go to people who are underprivileged, people mm-hmm. who don't know how to read, people whose parents Survived the Holocaust, people who desperately need food, people whose houses were destroyed in natural disasters. That's that's where this money was going, right. and they were saying, "No, we don't have time for that." And and each of us got to deal with that together, you know. Um, and now when I'm when I'm doing my podcast, I'm by myself in my parents' house, getting mm-hmm. an email saying, you know, we we had thought about you know giving you you know a sponsorship and 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 giving you money to be an exclusive uh, presenting sponsor. We don't. We don't have the time for you right now. You know, there's no one to go to. I just
0: went and talked to my dog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You just to, kind of take it, just because you, 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 just eat you have it. to take yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly. You have to take it on the. <laughs> you know that feeling where it's just like like like. It's like that when you're applying for jobs. I don't know if you you probably applied for a lot where you get that like we loved your application. It was great. Unfortunately, yeah, right? yeah, if yeah. you're you just skip to the second paragraph, see what that first word is either yeah, like, yeah.
1: unfortunately or moving forward, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then you
0: know what's going on. And it's like, do, do I even yeah. bother with the rest of the and, and I remember I remember in uh, in college, like my senior year of college, when I was applying like fucking everywhere and you know getting dozens and dozens and dozens of those unfortunately letters like there's a uh, two weeks in time where I was just sitting like man is it just me fucking getting nose constantly I'm, like that shitty of a of a of a candidate and then I talked to my friend like dude I keep getting these like these these emails where it's like everyone's just saying no and like yeah dude I I got like 30 of those and my other friends like yeah I got like 40 of those dude they just fucking they don't want us but then like at that moment we were all just like oh it just happens i guess and you just got to keep doing it like there's you a part a where yeah, yeah. <laughs> like damn <laughs> but it
1: happens to everybody And, you know, I've already been, you know, I tried, I reached out to, um, a number of places to see if they want to, you know, basically buy my podcast and incorporate it into their network. And I either got no's or didn't even give me the courtesy of an Mm -hmm. email and it's part of the game, part Mm -hmm. of the game. It is. It is. Um, And you know what? I, I'm not... At liberty to say who yet, but I sold my first ad spot. Really? Oh shit! This week. Okay. we will talk about it after. <laughs> hundred dollars for uh, no, really. I'm not at liberty. Oh to say, that at all. Like, <laughs> really? Not at all. Uh, not at all. A hundred dollars for a thirty second ad spot, mm-hmm. and for being the first, and and for being people who have you know touched my heart. They're mm-hmm. they're gonna be you know in a, in a prominent spot. Mm-hmm. You know it's. Uh, uh, I was saying to my mom yesterday. I have never been paid for my journalism before, mm-hmm. and that was. You know, getting that email, I don't have the money, but who cares? Like someone said, they're willing to invest money in mm-hmm. my abilities as a journalist. And that was tremendously, tremendously vindicating. Um, and, you know, hopefully there will be a lot more of that. This, honestly, it's been a crazy week for my podcast. It's good. That's good. Things are picking up. That's all i yeah, need doing here. You know what? You, I dare you. All right. All my listeners at home, I, w- I want to give you context. I've been working on this podcast now for like <laughs> a year. And, by myself. I did all the reporting. I got the press passes. I, I reached out to these people by myself. I did all the editing by myself. And, and you know, huge kudos to my professors and classmates who helped me with, you know, editorial decisions and things. But basically, I was doing it by myself. And today, I did something wild. Can you guess, listeners and Imran, what I did this week?
0: We already got the ad space that we talked about, so it's not that... Um. I'm going to cut it off because I don't want dead air <laughs> yeah. for your podcast. I don't want yeah, dead yeah. air because I'm also a
1: host. I hired an intern. Oh, shit. Okay. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That's pretty insane. So I hired a, a, what I call a marketing and social media intern. Mm-hmm. I made I made a job description and put it on like Craigslist? Or like where would you put it on? I, I mean, I reached out to a lot of places. I called the like internship services at University of Maryland's uh, communications department. Mm-hmm. I reached out to a number of people on LinkedIn and then just through my own personal network, I reached out to people and I ended up meeting this kid and he had been planning on basically like being an astronaut this summer and then... <laughs> it's very random. I know. Uh, and then his, long story short, his things fell through and he needs something substantial this mm-hmm. summer. And he was like, yeah, I'm into this. Let's do it. That's awesome. So like I told him like, there's no money for me, let alone you. Mm-hmm. But like I promise you like I've written letters of recommendation before. I'll get you. Like you do me good work and I'll do right by you. I promise. Mm-hmm. And more than that, like, you know, in in the job listing that I wrote and sent out to people as part of my just, you know, blind reaching out, I said, when I was in college, I went through a number of bullshit internships where I didn't feel valued and the work I was doing was bullshit and it was literally just like drudge work so that somebody else could do the real stuff. And I promise you, that's not what this is. And this kid's going to be doing real work for me. He's building my website this week. Oh, really? He's building my website this week. And... And I'm proud to say that, you know, the first time I ever hired someone, I'm giving them real work. And I said to him, there's no money right now. But if by the grace of God, somehow we raise enough money where there's profit, Mm -hmm. you know, beyond what it costs to put on this podcast, to put on, you know, the launch party that we're working on right now, um, you better believe that you're going to get some of that. Mm -hmm. Not a lot, because there's not gonna be a lot at all. Mm -hmm. But I promised him that, you know, 10% Ten percent of what we earn is going to him because he's he's gonna work for it, and if he doesn't, then I'm gonna fire him. And <laughs> yo, Bob Ross, if you hear this, I call him Bob Ross. Bob Ross, <laughs> if you hear this, you better believe that if uh, that if you do bullshit, I'm gonna fire you. <laughs> but he's a good kid, and and I have faith in him, and it's really exciting. It's uh, the craziest thing. It's so but, like fake professional, but also real. Like no, who, that's who, real. Who, you have an intern who, who starts like real quote unquote yeah. you know for those of you who are listening I, and doing the air quotes like who starts real like nobody like starts like oh i've been hired at golden Sachs. i'm a managing partner you mm-hmm. know like no one starts like that they start somewhere you know you start you're running a flag football league for middle schoolers you know mm-hmm. i did that in high school and you're starting you're doing a podcast by yourself and you're and you're sitting in the back of university of maryland hill eating shitty fries and hiring an intern that's what i did yesterday <laughs> and <laughs> you know
0: I'm not. I'm not even gonna do it. Maryland Hill, stick your food game up, like yo, <laughs> dude. Universities in general, I think that. Well, at least at least a lot of um, the, all the SUNYs that I've been to, not great. Um, uh, mm-hmm. some of the so I went to USF once uh, for my spring break freshman year of college. Right, right. USF Is University of uh, Saint Francis. No, 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 South Florida. Oh, South Florida. Yeah. I, I was still thinking New York. South Florida. Oh, Central Florida. No, no, it was South Florida. There's two. There's two of them. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah.
1: U- UCF is the Knights, USF is the Bulls.
0: Yeah, I went to USF, I went with the Bulls, and there's like a green bull. The campus was beautiful, and uh, their food was amazing, dude. I was like, dude, this is crazy. But dude, people ask me like, okay, so like once you're done with your podcast, where where are you moving? I was like,
1: I'm pretty much done with I95, so like no Philly, <laughs> no no DC, no New York. Fuck New York. Like even Boston, like I'm open to, but like they're on 91, so. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I, and they're like, really, that's it? I was like, and eh, no Florida. They're like, what do you mean Florida? I was like, no Florida, man. Really? Florida's Florida be- is beautiful. But you know what? In Florida, you get killed by Florida, man. That's Florida true. Man, Florida man, is, Florida man he's eats bath salts, bath salts and tries to eat your face. Florida man drives a car into an alligator pit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and somehow you die, right? Like,
0: no Florida. No, no, I don't no. know what it is with Floridians. I don't know what they put in the water out there. Like they're, they're just Alligators, that's what they put in the water <laughs> there.
1: I'm, I'm moving away from the mic so I can yell. I'm, I'm pulling back. But fucking alligators, man. I'm not going to eat my alligator. Oh, my All- God. Alligator,
0: alligators are basically dinosaurs that survived. That's the thing. That, that and sharks. They just, like, evolutionarily <laughs> made it. And they're like, this is the form we're sticking with. It works. All these Fuck gated it. fucking communities. Gated communities are
1: douchey. Mm-hmm. First off, and that's all they have in Florida. If Gated communities with like a fucking pond in the middle, and somehow <laughs> every single pond is infested <laughs> with alligators. Like, no, <laughs> I backed up because I know how these mics work. But no, no. <laughs> absolutely not. You're like, how is he so loud and yet so distant at the same time? It's because I pulled back. Pull back. <laughs> professional. I'm coming. Yeah, 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 dude. You best believe it. Special uh, effects—we only do the best. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my
0: god! <laughs> uh, all, yeah, I, I don't fuck with alligators. Um, so no Florida. They, they're even—they're even in a. Uh, if you're Disney hiring World. in Florida, I'm really sorry. They're even in Disney World. Alligators. There's a there's a thing where like a kid got like Give pulled a into, wag into right the pond right here. There. Yeah. Um. So. But no, but having having an intern. This goes back to what we we're talking about with people and like being around people. You gotta have someone to bounce ideas off of. I think that's like one of the biggest values is that you have someone on your team. Yeah, I mean, he's like in, he's, he's not I, getting he's, paid, so he's he's, he's, well, he's I'm, in I'm, for I'm, the, I'm, the long run. You ones. know, he's
1: pretty much exclusively working on the on the marketing and branding side. Like mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not, you know, going to bother him with any editorial stuff. Like that's me. That's right. all me. Right. And that's the stuff that like I really feel like is mine. Mm-hmm. And um one of the reasons I wanted to hire an intern is because I felt like I was wasting time just putting together these stupid audiograms and they're not stupid, but these audiograms and, and building a website and, and sending emails to people and like, yo, I need to write mm-hmm. and I have to edit and when I, two weeks ago, I came to class and you know since I'm living in Maryland right now, my parents, I have to commute to class in New York and it's a four hour bus, four and a half hour bus and the bus is shitty and somehow, two weeks ago, I sit down and I take out my laptop and I wrote for three hours on the bus and I was so proud of myself and I come to class and I look at this and I was like, yo, I just wrote a bunch of shit and it's garbage <laughs> and it's like, that's what happens when you write. You, you you write and you think this is great and then, okay, this is the first draft yeah. and you have to edit. But when, you, when you're balancing editing and building your Instagram following, like, yo, how do I only have 52 followers? Mm-hmm. And do I build my Instagram following so someone actually listens to this or do I actually write it so that it's good? And these are things that you're asking, hiring an intern where I can just say to him, yo, Natan. I need two to three posts on Instagram a week. I need you to make sure that there's something going up on Twitter. I need you to make sure that the people who are emailing me are actually getting responses, and I'm not forgetting them among the editing. That's huge. We have like I I put together, uh, uh, in my big old Google Drive, I put together a folder for him. Uh, Again, I call him Bob Ross, so I call it Bob's folder. And I've got in there the (laughs) job. Has he been cool with you calling him? Like, why is there any particular reason he's called Bob Ross? The night I met him, he was wearing a Bob Ross t-shirt. Okay. (laughs) Damn. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, but he's a chiller. He's a huge <laughs> chiller. He was, he spent Passover with me and my family because you know my brother invited his friends. Yeah. It was way chill. But Bob Ross. So like I made a folder for him, Bob's folder, and in there I've got the job description for him, mm-hmm. important dates. I've got the the marketing campaign in a PDF and all this stuff, and I've got all of our stuff. Like all this is in there. And one of the things I have in there is a to do list for him. Mm-hmm. You know, and every week I'm going to update that spreadsheet, and it's got a checklist, and I'm going to say, you know. One of the things I needed from him this week, his first week on the job, was to figure out how soon he can have the website ready for me. And it's got a checklist. And one of the things was set an end date, a to-do by date for himself. And that was super important. Like I need someone like that. But also to just take that off my plate. That I don't need to be deciding for him when this is due. I said, it's due ASAP. But I'm not going to set a date where it's impossible for you to do it. You're in finals right now. Yeah. But you're also working for me. So you set this date so I know when to expect it so that I can – You know, just plan accordingly. Like right now, if you go to specialfx.com, all it is is says specialfx in our logo, has links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and a big box, a YouTube box of our trailer. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. And he's working on the back end right now for the future, what it's going to look like. It's going to have episodes. It's going to have guests. And it's going to have about. And all this stuff, cool stuff. But meanwhile, it's got a thing there. And it's fine. And he's going to tell me appropriately like when it's going to be ready. And now I can plan accommodate mm-hmm. in, in kind and just to
0: have that like i don't need to worry about that it's huge yeah. for me yeah. no it really well this is um so this isn't away from the podcast but i'm working on a startup idea with a couple of people there's two co-founders and me and uh no no one on the podcast knows but eventually probably give it like a year you guys will find out what i'm doing what i'm working I'll on
1: i'll be a millionaire by then hopefully sponsored ideally. by
0: target let <laughs> must believe that <laughs> and uh so like it's it's me and a couple other people and right now we're working on the. Uh, dude that's just tight butthole right there <laughs> no it's like I know it's t- the big circle and the, the, the target the actual target yeah not dude like the, yeah I, I got it. um you can't say tight butthole on a podcast dude no well, well the people, for the people who are listening he made two big circles two, cir- uh, circle two circles a circle and a dot for the target logo but it just yeah, looked dude. like tight butthole with the, 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 the second one yeah. um, e pluribus anim <laughs> for those of you who got that uh, was that Latin big Latin no no what is that it's fine it's fine oh, fuck alright link it <laughs> li- we'll link it in the show notes <laughs> And um, so, so I'm working with these two people and right now we're doing our, our front end. We're wireframing the website design and stuff like that. And uh, having people to bounce ideas off of and do do things and, you know, when you get stuck, you have the next idea, right? You, you know, it's not like a dead end. You, you have, uh, you, you'll find another route. You'll find another way to go about it because someone else's perspective is, is changing your idea of it, which is perspective is super important because of that reason. That's why I think for any startup, for any any idea, you need someone to, to bounce ideas off of. Because uh, if it's just you, it, it gets difficult, I think. And it's very easy to get clouded. And uh, you'd be unsure of, you know, which direction you're going. I'm not even going to lie. My mom was sick this week. So yes. she's a teacher. And so she was
1: staying home. She teaches math. Shout out my mom. <laughs> she's a legend. And, you know, before she was a math teacher, she was an English teacher. She majored in English in college and she was a writer. And having her at home to just look over my writing and to say this transition makes no sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a godsend and you know, I don't have that every week, but mm-hmm. just, you know, every once in a while, it's really nice. And, and is, to have two partners like that with you, yeah, that's, you know, just a huge, a huge advantage for you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, uh, there's a, it's funny. There's a one person that I had on the podcast and he his his uh, he shot that man out. What's his he, name? Uh, his name is Tomas. Shout out Tomas. Uh, he lives in, he, he used to go to with me. He moved out to Utah because he loves skiing. And uh, he wanted to be in the in the mountains to ski. He wakes up at five to ski. But anyways, what one of one of his uh, one of his 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 quotes and his favorite thing to say was, uh, listen to your mom," and I really do. <laughs> I really do abide to that. Like I was uh, the, absolutely before I became a trainer and before I started doing this class, I was supposed to be. I was supposed to work at insurance at uh, Northwestern, uh, Northwestern Mutual, and um, I quit the first day of training. And those a lot of it was like, I wanted to commit to it, but when I talked to my mom, she would like break down like. You know, from an objective perspective, like, where that would end up, what that might become, if I really wanted to do it, you know, and, and all those things that I didn't think of at the time because I was just, like, like I just wanted a job because I was coming out of college and, like, it would be a huge ego hit to not have anything lined Wait, up after so she, college.
1: She, she, she talked you out of Northwestern Mutual but also doesn't get the trainer thing? Yeah. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> it's crazy how, as humans, we're just, like, comfortable living with such contradictions. Mm-hmm and it's just like such a fact of life um and you know post breakup like i mean i'm I'm a month and a half into this not even uh and i just like living that experience of like my life is a walking contradiction it's crazy it's crazy and you know it's everybody it's your mom it's you it's me it's it's whoever's listening you Mm -hmm. like we all just like these contradictions are like not just I- intrinsic, but like literally tied up in every decision we make there is contradiction if you can find it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, it's just, like you said, like
0: being a human is just wild. It is. I mean, it's, it's tough. Well, I think... You want ice for this next cup? I think... No, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> Go straight. Go am gonna Atta boy. Um, grab your cup too. I'm, yeah, I'm, just, just, I'm just, just saying... <laughs> You're talking to <laughs> a former Kiddish Club president. <laughs> Okay. Um, so with with that, so like human, human perspective and and the contradiction aspect of that. Right. I think it's not that people want to do it, you know, that they're not doing it on purpose. I think I think it depends on the scenario. So people like doing things that are beneficial to them. So let's say like in an argument and you're you're talking to someone, you giving your viewpoint, your aspect of whatever it is you're talking about. I like where this is going. Okay, cool. And uh, and like in that argument, right, there's two sides of it, right? So you're talking about one point. So like uh, an example I can give is like uh, uh, the, the key, like in the trainers I work with, we're talking about the keto diet, and then a non keto diet, right? And they were arguing going back and forth. And we were talking about a bunch of different aspects. The, the, the person that I was talking to at one point, like, gave up on some of their viewpoints and just started saying things for the sake of the argument not for the sake of of the cause that they're talking about and i think for a lot of people even i i'm probably i've done this before probably too is i want to get like really stuck in a conversation like i just want to fucking like i just want to win this argument like i'll just say something because it's like i i just want i want the i want the last say but it's um i think it's just difficult to curb your 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 ego sometimes and and who you are and be okay with losing and you know just failing mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. argument. And that's cool. That's fine. And being wrong is okay. But there's this this part of, of people that like I feel as though being wrong hurts. Yeah. But that shouldn't be the case. One of the one of the questions
1: that in every part of my life, and I'm not there's a lot going on in my head. You can see if you're yeah, if you're on the stage you can see. Stuff. You know, in every part of my life, um I try to ask myself Is why? Why? To what end? What end am I saying this? To what end am I engaging with this? What end am I doing this? What is this? What utility is this going to provide for me? And it's is this is this just for my ego? Is this because it would feel good to have a release? Is it because there's actually something worthwhile that's gonna come out of this? And you know, we get caught up in in ourselves, and in, and in, you know, and we walk into these contradictions, like you said. And you know, the hardest thing is to say, "I am in this contradiction, and there is no end." The end. The is- oh, fuck with that, Frank? Oh. <laughs> and and the end is the end is just to to make my dick feel big, you know. And <laughs> end, I'm serious, like, and and the end is just. To, Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you gotta use like real language, real descriptive language. Like I promise you, there's not a single person listening who didn't understand what I was saying. You know? And 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 if the end is to make you feel tall and somebody else feel short, then then you got something else coming. And and to admit that you're in that space and to step away from that space. I mean, that's the hardest thing. And I don't know, like I I just been uh, (laughs) kind of struck a chord here. Uh, with, without getting into it too much, you know, it's just been uh, something that's been like on my mind. Mm-hmm. And we'll you know, get into it, like in, in, what, in what form or what shape? You know, just relationships like, like I said, I've been going through some things personally and, uh, you know, without getting too deep into it. It's just uh, something that, you know, I never want to be in a situation where I'm, you know, acting before I think. Where I'm, where I'm putting myself out there in a situation where there's there's nothing to gain, where I'm, you know putting people I care about in a situation, you know, in, in not peril or anything like not danger, but just like putting them in awkward situations because I was too careless to think about how this would impact them. Mm-hmm. And you know, there have been just over the past year, like I said, so so, so many people who have set aside, their lives, put their things aside for me, to support me, parents, friends, other family, where I don't have the luxury to fuck around with their lives. And I don't have the luxury to take for granted their kindness. And I just, um, why? Why am I doing this? Why? I'm asking myself this because like I said, I don't have the luxury to take advantage, or even worse, to um, take for granted the kindness and generosity of other people. And yeah, we like like I said earlier, we've, we've we've gotten on attention. It's just you know part of my ethos for special effects is people who do good things deserve to be recognized, mm-hmm. and the beatboxing community is wild and interesting and unique and stupid and silly community that has a crazy cool story. I wanted to tell it. And my friends, they are generous and wise and caring and supportive, and they deserve also to be recognized for that. And in all the things I'm doing, I just really want to be present and cognizant because Fuck this earth, but there are a lot of good people who are doing really good things for me, for you, and I don't know. I'm just appreciative. It's definitely the whiskey talking out of my mouth right now, but like, no, no, dude, we we'll get deep here. That's what we do. That's what we do, and I don't know. I just like, why? Why are we doing
0: this? Yeah. To what end? You know, it's it's the hardest question, yeah. but it's the most important. Well, this is this is a, a concept I bring up a lot. Is uh, there's this book I read? Um, it's called uh, I forget what it's called. Is it the the time is now or, or the ta- a tale for the time being. And um, the book basically encompasses uh, this, this little Japanese girl and, and her life and all the things that she goes through. But the kind of the telltale and the reason that the book even exists and it's such a good book it's by Ruth Ozeki is that uh, she, she discusses the protagonist complex in, in, in the story. And um, being in the podcast world, I think we really understand that is that everyone is working to construct their own narrative, right? So everyone is their own protagonist. You're the main character of your own story. I'm the main character of my own story. We want to. We (laughs) want shut that shit up. We we want to create the best story for ourselves. We want to be like that a one like alpha. You know,
1: I've been a one since day one. You (laughs) boo. I'm sorry, it's not my words to say.
0: (laughs) Uh, And 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 uh, I think a lot of times people will forget that everyone is in that same predicament where they're the main character for their own story. And um,
1: that one time I had a dream about this. I was like 13. And I, and I said to myself, what if I lived my life but my perspective was through Josh Charnoff's eyes? Who? This kid I went to school with. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just remember that. Okay. It doesn't matter. Josh Charnoff could be Orin Charnoff. It could be you. Okay. Right? Like, what if I lived my life through Tony Deck's eyes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be the
0: craziest thing yeah. of all time. Well, that's why, like, even when this is this is i talk about tony like so far i talked with about him with becca and you is that when he always gives me his perspective on like why a show should be edited and clean and clean cut and all that i don't like i don't I'm not, like no just because like your ideas are wrong i get where he's coming from because he's from the radio background he's from like a, you know from an old school methodology and he wants it to be succinct he wants it to be perfect but then I never, I, I have never changed my form. The whole time, you'll hear, say, he's telling me probably every single time to start editing more. And I don't do it any time. Like I've never done it so far because I have faith in my form. That's my perspective. I think this is a better output. I like the way that hey, the conversation goes. One. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I like the way this this goes, the flow of a conversation, the way things end up. And I think being, being conscious of understanding where someone else is coming from is a very important part of not just taking it at face value and thinking it as confrontation, right? So this is, this is like talking about our parents. Like I, I, the reason I don't argue with my parents is because I understand where they're coming from. And no matter what I do, they won't understand what I'm doing unless I really show them proof in some way or, or I can explain it to them properly. Um, but I, I, arguing is the last thing to do because as soon as you start arguing, you've thrown the ability to actually explain what you're talking about out the window. Because now, to them, that's just confrontation. And they think that you're just coming from a different perspective. And it's just like butting heads. It's no longer like, let's like, try to find a middle ground here. It's like, all right, fuck you. <laughs> that's it. And it's difficult to, to let your, your ego down, let your guard down, and really just be okay with being wrong on subject and just talking and trying to figure it out. Yeah, I mean... I literally have nothing to add.
1: I mean, I completely agree <laughs> with every single thing you said. It's um It's funny because I'm a talkative guy, I'm a loud guy. I, I've I have opinions and I have things to share and I think I'm pretty engaging when I talk. But often, you know, when people talk about something serious, you know, and I'm there, they'll see I'm quiet and they'll think, you know, what's what's wrong with Tani? Like why won't why will not he participate? Does he think he's better than this conversation? Does he think that this conversation about a relevant issue is not for him. Like, he's too good for this. Like, we're talking about fucking rape right now. Like, how could he not have something to say? Mm-hmm. The answer is not, I don't have something to say. It's because I'm not ready to say it yet. Like, what I'm thinking is I'm, I'm still developing that thought. Like, it takes me a long time to say. like I want to open my mouth until I have something I'm proud to say. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, I do that, but like, I, you know, the last thing I want to do is open my mouth when we're talking about something serious and, say something wrong. and say, not say something wrong, but say something ignorant or mm-hmm. say something offensive. Mm-hmm. Like I want to like be proud of the things I say and to say something that's genuinely contributes to the conversation that pushes the, pushes the needle and, um, these conversations they, they 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 develop and people are so quick 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 to to well i don't think and then they're just regurgitating this and and saying that and it's the first thing that comes to the mind and i'm just sitting
0: there i'm like yo how can you process that thing he just said so quickly yeah well, he just I, said something a, deep a lot of people i think and i've i've, I've dealt with this in, the, in when I, as a trainer and someone who's talked to a lot of people over time is when i talk to them they don't listen to to, to think and give their side of it. Dude, everybody listen. should host
1: a podcast because when you host a podcast, you understand that you have to listen. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you come to every conversation you're hosting a podcast and you're like, wait, he said that. I'm going to come back to that later.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, but this is the thing. They listen not to understand. They listen to, to rebuttal is to have the next point. Yeah. So, what are just gonna like? Bring how does this relate that?
1: to me? How can I relate mm-hmm. this to a story I want to tell already? Yeah. I've come to this conversation with three stories I want to tell. And I've already told one because I started the conversation, but he's responding to that conversation. Instead of following wherever that train happens, I'm like, how can I relate this to the next story? Because yeah. I really, I really wanted to get to this thing and I wanted to share it because you won't believe how hot this girl was. <laughs> with. You
0: know, like, like all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's not a conversation, it's, it's a, just like, your train of thought. And you're just putting instead, like you're just cropping and cutting. You're cutting and pasting your your train of thought into wherever the conversation was going, it's instead like, of naturally letting the conversation flow and go whichever direction it's meant to go. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think we've touched on everything. Talked. Oh, we got more. Okay, <laughs> absolutely, got more. First off, we got twenty five <laughs> minutes. We got we got shit to do. We got shit to do. We got
1: half a bottle left. So we <laughs> we okay. we got, we got, we got, we got we're finishing. To
0: we're crushing this bottle. No. <laughs> okay, no. I was about to say. Maybe, maybe will we'll come little... back
1: during class and then, like, revisit the rest of the classmates. Yeah, I'm okay with, with that. The yeah, yeah. But I did just want to talk, like... You no, know, I'm I'm, go- I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the host mic for a second. Do it before. Go I'm gonna take the host mic, and I wanted to talk about you and I. Very differently have done this marketing thing, and mm-hmm. where where I'm releasing all my episodes. Like I've been working on this, working on this, working on this, and people keep saying to me, like, "All right, so why can't I subscribe on iTunes? Where's your podcast?" I said, "It's not coming out yet. It's not coming mm-hmm. out yet. It's coming out in May. Actually, it's coming out in June." You your podcast's been been live for ages,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and me, I'm looking for sponsors, and looking for this, looking for that. You're just putting out. Mm-hmm. I just think that the marketing process, like I wanted to talk about that because yeah, like more than anything, like I, I just wanted to like on mic, I wanted to get your thoughts about my launch party and about my process. Because I think, like I said, you come from like a YouTuber's background and I think your listeners in particular would enjoy your
0: perspective on somebody else's process. Mm-hmm. Well, t- I talked about Becca with this. Mm-hmm. Is that my show is very different from very be- casual from it's yeah. And uh, two, two, it's not even that it's just casual. That's not the big part of it. Is that it's not a narrative, right? So it it doesn't take as much time to put out the content. And two, I don't really want to give this show to anyone. I want this to be my and, and this is I think where we differ in, in mindset. Is that I think because I'm born in New York, I don't know what it is. <laughs> right? yeah, fuck yeah, I'm from Queens. Oh, fuck, I'm from Queens. I've been born in Queens, born and raised, been here. You know what Imran told me the other week? He was like, "I'm from Queens. We smoke blunts." I was like, "What's well, He's like, "No <laughs> man, we smoke blunts." Yeah, that's that. real. If anyone's from New York and anyone's from Queens and they listen to us, yeah, that's just that's just what it is. That's what we do. He told me that story. I was like, "Shit, I got hit a blunt." <laughs> <laughs> that's just what we you know, do. everyone in college that I ever met, they're like, "Yo, dude, I should roll the gym. I'm like, "No." We're gonna do a blunt. Tell me how you roll your blunts, right now. Oh, there's so much method to it. You gotta talk properly. Okay, so so what do talk.
1: you use to cut open before you? Fingers, even roll. just fingers. No, no, no. So I, I'm talking about what what kind of like cigar you you
0: unroll in. Oh well, so I've used you use Cigarello. You talking about like nice it, cigars? It, de- it depends. It depends. I'm listening. So um, I've used Cigarello. That's like casual. If you want it quick, and you want it done like really fast um there's uh um uh, what's in the in I forgot what they're called a uh, black and mild black and miles they're like the, the have like nice. leaves A bunch of kids in my freshman dorm smoke black and miles and
1: I like like the smell yeah the
0: the leaves on that are a lot thicker so it's Did more you difficult blend tonight never mind <laughs> I wish I wish um me too I <laughs> <just laughs> hard to find it's it's give it give it maybe like two or three years and we'll probably have more more common I know medicinal is already like here in New York my friend actually has a one of the trainers, he actually has a medicinal card, and he just goes and gets Jeez, it from Jeez,
1: lucky man! Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, and then
0: to there's mind. there's also just um, to class. You can, <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, you can also do with it's a regular fun. wrap, and then wrap it with fanta leaf, which is what my friends does. Is like, a, What's like a, that. It's like um, you know, cigars are from leaves like tobacco leaves. It's just a type of leaf. It's heavier, and that one's super difficult. I like can't those do red that. Ones? Yeah, yeah, and uh, you just get like leaves, like a bunch of you leaves. you just get like to uh, like uh, cigar papers um i've never done that. i've never gone to just like the papers uh these are just like they're they're, they're like well they're, they're kind of like papers but they're, they're bigger leaves and you just okay, break so, it up you get, so, so, so you get so you get so you get regular papes yeah. you roll in the leaves and then you roll in the weed no no no, no. so if you want to do it with the fanta leaf you would do you, you put in you put in the, the cannabis like Alex and cannabis for the cannabis you roll that up and then you wrap so it with the, you wrap no i think it's classier than saying <laughs> it sounds douchey all right whatever fine line and um oh my god it's so my parents it's, are gonna listen to slower, this. it's slower it's <laughs> slower yeah it, it, dude like I said I'm showing when, this to my parents like fuck it whatever if uh when my parents do find out about all the stuff that I talk about they're gonna hopefully I'm successful before it's that haram happened. it's haram. It, it, it is haram yeah but if it's it's not haram if you make money mm-hmm.
1: so it's not haram, haram if you said. make money <laughs> dude my father my father knows like very specific words in Arabic because he works in counterterrorism he's like literally right now he's in Qatar Mm -hmm. and like fucking I I say haram he knows he knows what I'm talking about (laughs) okay okay Uh, uh but yes
0: yeah, so so uh, he knows what i'm talking about <laughs> i don't even know what that is i don't even know what that is real life dude real life okay i took three years of arabic don't remember shit i so this is one of my biggest stripes with with learning i think i talked to you about so this. hard is what I, I know how to read arabic i can fluently read through the quran like i can recite it completely i can't translate or understand any of the things that i'm reading so there's no purpose of me reading it well, but everything i know is modern it. standard so like i'm a scrub but you know what
1: God damn it! I know the word charmuta, so I'm good to go. <laughs> You're good to go. You're better than like 80. It's a bad word. <laughs> don't say that. Don't <laughs> say that's a bad word. What does, that, what does that mean? I don't even know what that means. Oh, it's like a cross between like I don't use these words other than to describe the word I just said, and it's not as bad when it's a foreign language that you can say. Not that I'm saying that. That sounds bad. I'm not going to describe this word. Look it up. <laughs> look, okay. look it up. I'll look up look one it. of the things I talk about on my podcast is about how these people who aren't from America, they say the N word, they say the bitch word, mm-hmm. and like they don't understand where it's coming from. And I'm here, here I am saying Sharmuta saying, oh, but it's from some other country, well, so, like it's fine.
0: So, like, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm such a hypocrite. I'm such a hypocrite. I don't agree with that. I think you can use, we had this conversation too when we went to the bar the other night. You yeah, can but use like, whatever word, depending on context, depending on using it in the right scenario, depending on using it right. I think people should have the freedom. Uh, I mean, that's, you know, in our constitution, that's in our rights as people to use whatever word. Um, If you've read read 1984. Actually, it's shocking that I have not. But like, I'd recommend that book in this time. So one of the biggest takeaways from that book is that you can't start censoring. It's wrong. Obviously, you can't do certain things. You can't advocate hate speech of any. If you aren't
1: black, don't fucking say the N word.
0: Yeah, just don't see like it's like for, if you're from Queens like you'll know like we say if you're from Queens we say, I, interview, interviewed, I interviewed City. some girl
1: I interviewed this girl she's like from fucking New Jersey but she like works in the Bronx she's like yo I got this Bronx energy right here yeah. she, <laughs> I got this Bronx shout out to Arabelle but like fucking Bronx okay yeah. like all these all these boroughs think that there's something else
0: I don't think there's something else I'm just saying there's a certain type of people in Queens it's it, it, it different to
1: smoke blood, say the M word <laughs>
0: I don't, I don't, um, I don't advocate that.
1: You know, my great grandpa was from Queens. Okay, I, I, he said that word it was racist. I no, <laughs> grandpa Irving Levitt said the N word. It was racist.
0: You best believe I said See, that's that. That's a different context. This, this is my point. Yeah, he said the Schwarze? Oh man. <laughs> Uh, okay, so going back to so when you are <laughs> rolling, get away from this one's political aspects. Forget so, this. I'm not showing it to my parents. <laughs> yeah. uh, so blunt, right? You put the cannabis in, roll it, thing. you put the fontan leaf on top so it lasts longer, it's a slower burn. And the very reason you, you, you do a tobacco leaf versus doing like a paper is just because you get that nicotine. So nicotine high is very different from just the paper and just the cannabis yeah, itself. Yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah, you get, you get more energy. Um, but the original question you would ask me is why my show is formatted the way that it is. No, not not why why your why your
1: show is formatted the way it is I know. Mm-hmm. I know you like this format. It's true to the self. Like nobody lives a life that's actually structured. Nobody mm-hmm. lives a life with an outline. Mm-hmm. The outline is re-rendered post facto. You've lived 40 years and mm-hmm. now you rewrite the outline of the first 26, mm-hmm. right? Because now you know how it went, right? And I understand that. Okay, so what is the But point I'm saying that? I'm saying like your rollout you're just like take it Whatever it is, take it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm in here. I've been like negotiating partnerships and like you know, I, I, I'm in the process of renting a space for a launch party. I'm hosting a beatbox battle. I'm hosting a live podcast. I'm doing all these things, and like I'm thinking about those first two weeks on iTunes. You know, when that's your time to make their new and noteworthy. You don't care about the new and no, new and noteworthy. That's not that's mm-hmm. not your style. And yet, you want to do this. Is my project me? I want. I want it to be bought. I want to work for somebody else, and yet I'm the one working, worrying about the new noteworthy. I just think that's interesting, like that contradiction. Like, like I said earlier, the contradictions are everywhere. Yeah. I just feel so, like so you're you're con- you have a consistent listenership, and I know that's true. Not really.
0: So like, eh, It depends. I've had some people listen okay, to the show.
1: <laughs> okay, as I'm like fighting the urge to speak in Hebrew, but like, <laughs> you have people who listen to your podcast. So like mm-hmm. these people who have heard you before. I know they want to hear like your thoughts on the
0: way I'm going about things. Mm-hmm. Well, one, I think I like the fact that I can have my personality on the show. Uh, I, I've, I've. If only I could do the same. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> it's still. Yeah. It's not like I was when I was first recording, I I didn't do video at first. I didn't do um, long form where I was just like let it go completely. Like I I tried to do more scripted, but I realized the more I tried to script it, the less natural I felt, and I hate that. I hate not being me, and I think I'm I am one of those people who's more open to the idea of having myself as an integral part of the show. Uh, I had to rewrite an entire episode to make sure that I was part of it. Yes. And, and the thing is like, even for you, it's like for your show, I think it's important that you're a part of it, but you're to a different extent than I am. And another thing is you're doing a narrative form. Uh, so the reason why I don't really care if I'm on the new not- noteworthy and all that stuff is that I don't ever plan on selling the show. I had never like when we mentioned RSS feeds, when we mentioned hosting our show, our own websites. I always mentioned, like I tell everyone's like, this is how you, you can do it. This is my way of doing it because I like owning everything. I own my own mm-hmm. website. I own my own. My hosting is it, on Libsyn and not on my website because I want the files to just be there. Right. The yeah. files are on Libsyn and Libsyn doesn't own my feed because I want to host my own feed. hundred percent. The reason I did it that way is because then I can't be censored. Is that I can't be ever told it's how to change to things. It's true to me. It's exactly how I want it to be and how I want it to progress and where I want it to go, and it's on my time, All right? So that's the thing that's different. Is that I'm not, and I guess it goes back to being a trainer. I guess it goes back to I like having the idea of owning my own business and owning my time, because the most expensive thing that anyone can have is time, right? Time is the most expensive thing. It doesn't matter how much fucking you make in an hour. It was the hour that you're getting paid for. And the hour that you're never getting back. Yeah. So to me is that I want when I do the show to be how I did, um, when I do it is is the way that I want to do it. And I think that's the reason why I want doing I prefer doing this format and why I don't want to ever have uh, a change just because I want to be sold like the, the reason the big reason why Tony and Kathy want me. Well, they, they come from a very specific perspective. And I said to them that I feel well, like he's more open to it. No, but I,
1: I told them, like, I feel like we have a bit of a blind spot in this program mm-hmm. towards just conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Nick said, you know, two weeks ago, Nick Kwa shout out to Nick Kwa.
0: He's a legend. Yes, um, I really want to get him on the show. Cause he's young and he's, he's done great. Well, from he's Iowa. So, or yes, Idaho. 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 So, Land so, of the so Idaho, right? sorry, sorry. To, I'm sure <laughs> I insulted someone there,
1: but, um, <laughs> uh, you know, hopefully not. He said, you know, that there is, you know, it's we might think that in this in the storytelling world there's a blind spot to just the conversations, but in the podcasting world in general, there isn't a blind mm-hmm. spot. Like these things are making money. You know, mm-hmm. the Ringer, fifty million dollars a year mm-hmm. on just conversation. Yeah. And well that's there's yeah. money for this. And I think that this program currently is very storytelling driven, yeah. very uh well, narrative you can't, driven. You can't build a class around just sit and talk. Well, it's not about build a class, but it's it's about. I think they should build a class around the industry, and yeah. and the industry I agree with that, is is very diverse. It, there it, there it, are there are Sports Illustrateds and there are ringers and there are NPRs and there are Joe Rogans mm-hmm. and all these things are different from each other the production value is different from each other the structure is different from each other all of these have outlines before the episodes but each of these outlines look very different and each of them are more or less willing to throw away the
0: outline as things happen mm-hmm. you know so so the the thing with this class and I, this is not to say that this has an impact on anything, but I'm the only colored person in this class, right? I thought about that. Right? So uh, it's fucking weird sometimes, but I've been yeah, with a lot. Li- uh, yeah. yeah, Judy's. Yeah, she's, 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 she's technically from, she was from India originally, I think. Well, she, I think she's she has one Indian parent. Yeah, really? I didn't know that. Uh, B, B also, I think, has one, one... uh I don't area. want to speak on people's behalf. I don't want to speak I don't really, I really, I really <laughs> just, just realized like I'm I'm, I'm so white. I'm like treading <laughs> into
1: very dangerous waters. Love my classmates. You're okay She's with your with color me. person. You're with a color person here. It's all right. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Many around. of my friends are colored, right? Like that, that just makes everything kosher, right? You're like I can,
0: I can eat pork. I have lots of colored friends. <laughs> um. So, so. Nah. The, the, the perspective of our class is very skewed NPR PR. Very liberal. Like when we were talking about like do you if you remember when we were talking about um having like some there's someone that was here i forgot i forgot who they had an editor who was like republican and um we're talking about like oh you're not going to mesh with ideas like i wanted to say like i'm pretty conservative with a lot of my my mindsets on things but like that like it shocked me but aren't you colored man yeah exactly don't don't call people like liberal yeah, yeah so so that's the thing it's like it's it doesn't it doesn't match for some people but like that's the case like if you think of uh, uh, so I, I was a math major and um, I'm very into finance and stuff like that. From a financial perspective, I'm pretty conservative. Um, a lot of things Trump has done, like like people will be like, oh my God, look at the fuck Yo, watch, yeah, right? watch yourself this podcast. Watch yourself. So there's some things that he's done where it's like, that was good. The tax break makes sense to me. I understood it. Right? But, I can't agree with one thing and then disagree with another. That's like, that's haram, right? Like I can't, I can't do, I can't contradict, I can't contradict myself, but that shouldn't be the case. I should be able to hold whatever perspective I want dependent on the reasons and the, the cause and the purpose. Um, so the we, nice thing about being the first in
1: uh, a fellowship and, you know, this is the first year of our class is, and I'm looking at the time because I need to get out of here for therapy because therapy is important. <laughs> Anybody who needs therapy, you should go. Um, you know, is we are shaping the future of this this fellowship Mm -hmm. and our feedback is doing the same Mm -hmm. and you know in this most basic basic form it has been so impactful for me for you and i know for our classmates and knowing that our critiques are going to impact the
0: the students of the future is so cool to me yeah it's great um and and it's tremendous so, so what i was saying is that with that fact that I, I come from a different background, a different perspective. You are I, brown. can't I, confirm. I, yeah. <laughs> can't confirm. Yeah, There's video. That's why I got video, right? People no, no got enough. playing. Um, no, his name is Imran. Is white. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would change. I feel like that changes the change entire. Body video. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm cutting you off. Um, no, you're okay. And then, so, so being in that that side of it where they want like the edited NPR stuff, like I don't like it. Anyone that's like like from from any of the backgrounds that I've been, any of the people that I know that are like different ethnicities, like they don't, we Yo, don't like- The bodega boys aren't doing anything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the bodega boys fucking, they, they, they're gonna just talk. Like they're just there to, to fucking cut the shit, like shoot the shit and just have fun. Half the time I literally don't understand the
1: words they're saying, but I understand <laughs> the things they're saying. You real know? talk,
0: real talk. Real
1: talk, like <laughs> For real I understand facts, what facts. They're, I understand what they're saying. I don't hear the words, <laughs> I don't need the words. Bodega boys are real.
0: Yeah, and they're successful. They've done great. So it's Yo, the it's,
1: Bodega Boys want to sch- sponsor my podcast. Bodega Boys want to come on my podcast. I don't even care it's about beatboxing Bodega Boys there's a spot for you. <laughs> I <laughs> special that's com Yeah, I've been drinking. Why you ask? <laughs> look right and, uh, in the camera while you say that. <laughs> <laughs> look Right in the fucking camera. <laughs>
0: Uh, Bodega and, and, Boys want to have me uh, on their podcast. I uh, see you. I don't think they have many guests. I don't think they do guests. Of course, they don't do guests. The Bodega <laughs> Um, The last reason is I love podcasting for the fact that just like YouTube, any creator can do what they want. So I think everyone should have the freedom to choose the design they want the show to be. Yeah. And the format that it should end up and how it goes and how it runs and what it becomes. 100%. Um, and that's why I do it a, a very independent route. Because for right now, I know no matter what, I'm not going to make money for a long time. That's just the truth of it. I just don't think that's going to be. But when it does come to fruition, if it ever does become something, when it does become something, I have ownership of it. Like it's my show. Like I, I choose what it became. I was the reason that it became what it is. And it wasn't anyone else. And that's like one of the biggest reasons why I prefer doing it that way. Because it's true to me. It's true to who I am. It's true to my perspective and my background. I love that. And that's just what it is. Um well I gotta get out of here in five minutes. Yeah, and I've got so, some things to shout out. Yeah, so, so right, so let's let's end it off on that. That's a great that's a great way to end it off. Um a couple things that I want, want you to do before we get uh, get going here. So let's talk about special effects. Give you give the, the viewers, the listeners the full rundown of the show, what you're doing and, and we kinda went over a lot of it already, but kinda where they can find it, what they can expect. Um, and then after that, we do a little segment where uh, we talk about your short and long-term goals, kind of, where you see yourself going in, in the upcoming months or, or the upcoming year. And then the last thing to end it off, I want you to say a quote for all the people that are out there who have no idea what the fuck they're doing with their lives, just like us, who are trying to figure it out. A quote that resonates with you and is of the most importance that you maybe think of on a constant basis or just comes to mind. Uh, so let's start off with I love that. Effects. So so special effects
1: of my podcast, 10 episodes I'm not even going to tease that thing. I'm not even going to tease that thing. Ten episodes about the international beatboxing community. I'm going to take you through the journey of discovery, that moment where you're like, well, what the hell is this beatboxing thing to like, holy crap, this beatboxing thing is cool To, I got to learn about this beatboxing thing to holy crap, I'm in this beatboxing thing. And then what next? What is this beatboxing community? It's in a huge moment of growth, tripling, doubling every single year for the past four years. What's going on? What's next? That's ten episodes. And we got super cool guests, we got world champs, we got national champs, we got regular people who are just trying to beatbox because it's cool. <laughs> had to had, had to get a little spit in there. Now, and we've got a live launch party July 8th. I, I shouldn't even say this because we haven't signed, but like July 8th, we're gonna do a launch party in New York. Everyone should come. We're gonna have a live beatbox battle, we're gonna have a live podcast, and all this is gonna be on the feed. And amazing partnerships with American Beatbox, Human Beatbox, Swiss Beatbox, some real major organizations. And most importantly, beatboxing is real. Beatboxing is a true art form and it's here to stay. And now is the moment to, to learn about it, to get involved. And I'm really thankful that I've had the opportunity to be involved and, and find my space within the community. And, and you should too before it's already too lame because like it's mainstream already yeah
0: special effects So all that information special effects
1: okay. hit it up specialfx.com <laughs> at special FX, s-p-e-s-h-f-x i still know how to spell on instagram twitter
0: facebook will be hit linked. it up yeah everything will be linked hell yeah because my man's a pro there we go and then let's go short and long-term goals we'll talk about the quote and then we'll get
1: out of here short-term goals i really you know i want to have a successful launch for special effects mm-hmm. you know right now i'm really only thinking about from now may 2nd until august August, I want to say third is my last launch date for the last few episodes of the season. Everything after that is up in the air. I'm gonna move. It's gonna be like I said, not 995 and not in Florida, but who knows where and who knows what's gonna happen with special effects. Who knows where I'm gonna be working? But what I will know is I'm gonna be able to look back on the past year and say I built special effects, and special effects is a thing to be proud of. And you know, long term, I'd really just, you know, I want to be able to work in something I care about, work in something I'm proud of, and. And be able to go home and come home to a family and just say, you know, you guys can be proud of me because I'm proud of me. And uh, it's awesome. It's really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like, why wouldn't you want that? You yeah, know, yeah. like, and, and, and no judgment on anybody who doesn't, but like, that's just, a, that's, that's me and I and family is so important to me. And, and that's what I want for myself. And you know, as for the quote, I never really thought about quotes. Like I, I'm not so someone who's so moved by like inspirational quotes. Mm-hmm. I actually, I interviewed Belgian champion Footboxer G, who's like cool dude, a generous dude, who's going to work in uh, special education, which is close to my heart, and and he has a set called Rise and Rise. And I asked him where he got the quote from because he's Belgian and he doesn't really speak English. He speaks English, but like it's not his language. And he said, you yeah, know, I saw it on Facebook. <laughs> and these things, and these things, they come out of nowhere and they mean something to you. They don't mm-hmm. mean something to you. But when I was in high school, you know, we were asked for uh, quotes for our senior yearbook. And so because I went to Jewish high school, we had one in Hebrew, one in English. So I'll share both of them. One is funny. One is real. Both of them are real. Mm-hmm. But. The English one was from John Cena. He said, Cena. I don't believe in second chances because I've been perfect my entire life. <laughs> Ooh. Now, that's a bold statement. That is a bold statement. <laughs> and, I, and I chose that quote because there were some kids in my class who took graduation way too seriously. But there's some truth in it and there are no second chances. There are only times to do something different. Mm-hmm. And second chances don't exist. You know, doing something new exists and and moving forward exists. And, and whether you've been perfect, because perfect doesn't exist. Whether you've been something you're proud of in the past or not, it doesn't matter. Do something you're proud of now. Mm-hmm. In a Hebrew, the quote was, the quote I used was, And it means, you know what? Considering everything, after all of that, I don't have anything to complain about. You don't. You know what? Life is life. And, and you know, setting aside some extreme circumstances, everybody's got something to be happy about. Mm-hmm. And and take solace in the things that are good, because there are reasons to be happy and there are reasons to look forward. And
0: it's easy to find negativity. And it's it is. Easy it is to get put down. But finding finding something to be happy about every single day, you'll realize that there's more there that than you think, and that can drive you every single day. And that can be more than enough to keep you up and keep you going.
1: Yeah. And the one thing I'll say that's aside from those things is find your pocket. What I mean is the the pocket is the drum pocket in hip hop music, where like you have an emptiness in the beat beat swings and you have an emptiness that's a real beatbox then it's like <laughs> that, that that, that, tension right there find that moment where you can just sit in the pocket sit and chill with yourself in the music in life in whatever you're doing find the pocket and chill, and chill in the pocket
0: oh man the pocket's the best place to be that's a great way to end it let's put let's... these down cheers on that bro cheers shout out on that on map podcast I'll put Everything special effects in the description. If you guys like the content, if you enjoy what we're doing here, let other people know. Our guest, Tani Levitt. We killed host, Imran almost half of this bottle. It's a great time. If my parents are watching this. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't. <laughs> but until next time, guys, take it easy. Peace out.